Who's the hot super blog that's a switch machine to all the folk? You're so right. Hey there, guys. Want to switch your current account? Let me tell you about Switch. The Switch guarantee means all your payments move automatically. Switching current accounts has never been easier. Over 3 million people have moved banks with the current account switch service. Visit currentaccountswitch.co.uk. Introducing to everyone. If you don't know by now, you should know. I am sat next to the legend that is... Jimmy Conrad. Konnichiwa. Oh, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Fresh off the... Fresh off the plane. Yes. I take care of you. No. <laughs> as, uh, it's not the way it goes, but As yeah. one... I thought that's what it meant because one little Asian girl once said that to me. It means hello, but on all a right. trip to Amsterdam. Um, really? Wait, there seems to be a story behind this. There, there's always a story <laughs> on the. Yeah, everything you say has the chance to lead into a story where it ends with you coming. Let's just put it that way. That's, there's always a always a story. Well, that's kind of how that ended. But yeah. it was I, I actually had to help her out at the end because I was looking at her poor forearm, thinking you have literally. <laughs> Solemnly going down with a ship blesser. That little forearm next to a thick dick. It really. She was struggling. And that is what you are. You are. An oh. She was struggling. No, she was struggling. Um, That's so, a new yeah. record for how soon we've actually yeah. just told a horrible story. No, I mean, it, Jim, the thing is, though, it's not horrible because I helped her out, really. If anything, I was being a gentleman. Yeah. Really to was. To yourself. Um, yeah, I'd had a fucking skinful the night before that and just needed a. Just to pull the head off it. Let me help you up the stairs with that present for myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Jimmy? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> That's how to draw away from a guest instantly. Excited to be here. Amazing. That's- that's the level we're really working yeah, on. I, I understand yeah. that. The bar has been set. It sets Episode a tone, six. I believe, for the show. Really yeah, it's good to have you on the show, though. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Honoured to be here. Jimmy, how I met how I met you, I sort of, some people might not know, Um Probably the first person on YouTube who welcomed me with open arms and showed some faith in us. Yeah. He's seen something in me back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, 5,000 subscribers I had when I met him, and he said, this this guy's going to one day tell dirty stories on a podcast. <laughs> showed a bit of faith it's, in us. Yeah, instead of introing me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do, you, do you remember when you found him? Like, did you yeah, just roll across him one day? Because no, you're no. a Newcastle fan as well, aren't you? There, yeah, no, I had heard of him before, and there was a conversation that was had by uh, one of the producers at Kick TV at the time, and he said, "Hey, we should check. You should watch this video. There's something here with him." And when I got to see him, there wasn't any doubt. And yeah. so we tried to reach out to him. We reached out together. Uh, we knew there was something bigger than what what he was doing, as evidence now, as you can see. And um, you know, I think he's I rewarded know. that faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fellow Newcastle fan, uh, he, yeah. he looked after us, did Jimmy? Yeah, took I did. us under his wing. Yeah, and um, yeah, and now here we are. The feminist movement actually do hold him directly responsible <laughs> for all the damage you've <laughs> done. So it's, it's a real issue. Yeah, you uh, inflicted. Yeah, I didn't women. know we were going to get into you know. Hand jobs in Amsterdam right off the start of the that show. Was, but it's not fine. right off the bat. I, mean, yeah. I, I really have left a lot out of that. <laughs> we saved that for another day, but yeah. this is all about Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy's awkward laughter sort of ended that story very early because you could yeah. tell how uncomfortable you can make a guest. Uh, no. I've been, I've been uh, many a locker rooms for many years. So. Oh, you and Donald. I, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of stories. <laughs> Fucking hell. Donald Trump getting the mention early doors. We'll get into that later. Yeah. I want to I really chew the fat. I want to get into what took Jimmy from... A professional American 
football player mm-hmm. or soccer player as they say over there <laughs> American football appreciate that yeah, yeah. I didn't know what you meant before until you said soccer I'm sure you've had a bit of banter about that <laughs> two YouTube sensation and the like what was your childhood like? <laughs> let's start with the <laughs> let's start wow. the beginning when you were given birth to. What yeah. was your You grew up in California, right? I did. I grew up in LA. My parents had me uh, when they were 18. And mm. so yeah, that's the, young in it. Was that was that young for that was that, were, like were you uh, a decision? I was a dis- yeah, well there was uh, there were some decisions about not having me. Sure. I guess is the one way to look I'm, at I'm it. I'm glad it oh, aren't, we all, aren't, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Cuz if he never made it what would have happened to me on YouTube? Just, I don't even know. Jesus, yeah, man. Doesn't bear thinking about. Yeah. You know Pete what I mean? Pierce would have picked you up so for someone. Thank, <laughs> so thank God they, they stuck with it. Landon Donovan would have been going through one day and be like, this guy's got something. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, anyway. somebody would have filled the void. Yeah, exactly. No, no yeah. question. Yeah. So my parents, uh, by the time I was born, weren't together anymore. And, mm-hmm. and it was... Did they, did they get along as friends after that? Was it pretty... I think there was a bit of a struggle as they kind of learned how to have a kid at such a young age and try to figure out what they wanted from their own lives mm. whilst trying to balance having a, a well, son to deal you've with had, as well. You've had children yourself, obviously. You've yeah. put them on um, your channel. And, uh, I mean, imagine being 18 and having to do it. It's like, I mean, they make TV shows about it. It's that hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 16. But so, I, I can barely get myself well, out of teens. bed some days. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that is part of it. So was it, was it like quite bohemian upbringing in that sense? Uh, in some ways. I, I think it was raised by a village, you mm-hmm. know, so... You know, my dad, they became, they're friends. Uh, they became friendly, and they knew that was in the best interest for me uh, to have some sanity, I guess, from mm-hmm. a mental standpoint. If yeah. everybody got along, got to, you know, and made sure everything Not was Not sure cool. how that was achieved, really. Yeah, the I mean, sanity I, bit. It, it's, Left that out. Well, I think there were some, some real tough moments, you know, yeah. as they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And I'm sure they had to let go of some of dream hopes and dreams that they had mm-hmm. to yeah. make sure they could take care of me and probably took on different jobs that they probably wouldn't have if I wasn't mm-hmm. born. So you take all that into consideration. And I think that was something I absorbed growing up, that I wanted them to feel like they made the right decision by keeping me. Mm-hmm. And I thought the more successful I was, that, 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 then I would be, they would look back and think, ah, oh, that was, we're glad we kept him. That and I think that, that was something that I didn't dawn on me until I was 23 or 24 when yeah. I realized, why am I wired this way where I have to like be the best at everything? Got to prove something. Yeah, I always have this big chip on my shoulder to prove. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with making sure that mm-hmm. they were looked back, uh, well, looked, looked upon in a favorable way. Did that always do you good? Or were there times where you fa- sort of found that going against you like your your passion or your was it angry were you ever angry about that uh, i don't feel like i was ever angry i never knew i never knew my parents as a couple so yeah. there was never any anger there it was mm-hmm. just, that was really how it always was you've yeah. never known any different my, my, I'm, i've been the same i've never ever known my parents to be together and i don't think it ever made us feel and weird or different about life it's mm-hmm. just sort of all all i knew but there's one thing i sort of picked up when i was watching some of your videos about you as like a youngster was like this perfectionist <laughs> like some and, and I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist myself I don't even know if I'm like to the level you were where I'd sit on a training ground for hours and hours and hours practicing with my left foot and all the rest of it no, but with his right hand naturally <laughs> that's something that has had a lot oh, of that practice. one wasn't perfect I'll have to go again <laughs> give it half an hour I'll be good to go um, but there's one thing I'm aware of if you are a perfectionist is like you sort of never fully happy you know, like there's always, all right, I, that was good, but I can do better, I can do mm-hmm, better. Mm-hmm. Were you a little bit like that growing up? Or do you always feel like you could always... Yeah, I, I definitely still have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but I, st- I derive a lot of satisfaction from just creating. Uh, and I, I feel like when I played, because I was a defender, there was a, there was a limit in what I could and, 
and couldn't do, and mm-hmm. especially just due to the position on my field. Because if I started to do too many trick stuff, mm-hmm. coach would be like, "Hey, you're not playing anymore." So <laughs> I had to play within the limits of my position. But but then as I now transition into YouTube, being able to have a blank canvas every day to talk about what I wanted to talk about and in the style that I wanted to talk about uh, has been really rewarding. And I think the feedback that you get from the audience and and the people that want to work with you because mm-hmm. they're like minded. Uh, and I think YouTube kind of fosters that, that, that collaboration. I, I get on TV or if I do any TV stuff, it's very uh, competitive and people are kind of working against you from behind the scenes because they don't want to lose their own jobs. And in YouTube, you can just, you just create whatever you want to create. And if yeah. people want to follow you, they want to follow mm-hmm. you. It's very, uh, uh, I don't know, refreshing in yeah. that way. Did you pick to be a center back or were you, were you sort of told uh, you should be a center back? Well, when I was a kid, I played up front in center midfield. And then as I got older, I started to push back and push yeah. back. And I think it had maybe more to do with uh, my leadership qualities. Okay. Uh, I, I like to think I'm a good communicator. So mm-hmm. just putting guys in good spots to, put, to cut out plays. I could read the game pretty well. Uh, as FIFA has famously, well, at least in my mind, famously put, I'm pretty slow in the game yeah. uh, when I was a player. So I guess I made up for that. The one thing smarts. I learned about you especially during the Wembley Cup because I'd seen loads of highlights of you <laughs> but highlights they don't tell a full story oh, it's usually just player. headers right header goals yeah, no, it's just him yeah. it's just him it's wheeling just away him. from a Mexico <laughs> header that's the only thing that I've ever seen <laughs> you playing football I love that celebration dude <laughs> men in a wizard's jersey that's the only thing but it. like when I watched you in the Wembley Cup I was like shit he's really f- yeah. good like and, and everyone <laughs> that was the main thing that came away from that game was alright Theo Baker scored a wonder goal but apart from that everyone was like Jimmy fucking hell Jimmy's good isn't he like because he, he and the thing is you're a leader but you read the game really well and that was one thing I was surprised because you've seen things come in so many steps before that happened and although we all know that you're a you're a professional football player until you get to say it for a mm-hmm, full mm-hmm. 90 minutes you don't get an appreciation for Do, it does that come does that come like is that always something that you've had because i um like i think i underestimated how good you were at football when mm-hmm. i first met you you and i met back in poland in like 2012 right for the euros for the euros and I think I saw you play there on like the little five-a-side, three-a-side pitch yeah. for Adidas and uh, didn't really realise it then. But people came off and they were like, Shit, that, it, where's that guy from? And no one, because like, no one in Poland really knew like, who yeah, you were, yeah, with yeah. no disrespect. No, but like, none taken. There, there were some Polish guys who knew who you were because you played in Poland. Right. But then everyone else who come from all over Europe was like, who is that guy? Yeah. And then I played with you at King's Cross. And you even read the game in five aside really well. And like you were cutting balls out or being like, go over there or like, you know, sort of giving people instructions. And everyone was like, how does he do that? So like, have you always like, cause it, that's not just 11 aside. Like yeah. you don't just read it. You read it always well. Yeah. I, I feel like I had a pretty good knack for that when I was a kid to maybe see plays unfold before they happened. Or you can see based on how a player likes to play. Mm-hmm what his tendencies are. Does he keep his head up? You know, does do you need to close him down? Is he right-footed, left-footed? So I always had a knack for that to try to gain an advantage. And I think that's just grown. And as I got into the national team, it was a real late bloomer to get into the national team scene. I got my first cap at age 28, which is pretty rare. Most of the, they've given all the young bucks a chance at 21. Yeah, because on, on one of your videos, you said that you... Um, had done really well at university level, but you were one of the few players who was, wasn't picked. I think mm-hmm. the only player out of that generation who wasn't picked to go straight into the MLS. Right. And you had to drop down a level. And so you've really had to come back from a lot of setbacks and prove yourself over and over and over again. Yeah, and actually that set me up nicely for the YouTube space where you do have to accept the fact that you have to start from the bottom and then work your way up again. Yeah. And even when I transitioned from from playing to, to being the first hire at Kick TV and starting from zero, and then when I... Uh, 
moved on from kick TV and having like, all right, what am I going to do? Well, I guess I'll just start from zero again. I, I, I felt comfort in it because I'd done, yeah. done it before. You've done the Jamie Vardy thing that many times. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me. It mm. actually, I uh, get, I get excited for the challenge to see if I can do it again. Uh, there are days, though, I'll be honest, where you're just like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, can I do Can, can yeah, I do it off. again? Yeah. yeah or you, you just don't want to be in front of camera or you don't like nah, say just, things? Or... Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say anything, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, it. This the, at least the transition from Kick TV to going by myself, I had to learn all these other skills that I hadn't had to learn before, which is teaching myself how to edit. Uh, but but that's allowed me to allow to bring my personality into these things. Create though, a freedom would, as well, yeah, because yeah, there's nobody a, now saying, today, you have to talk about this, 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 and this. Yeah. You're your own, yeah, boss, my own guy, and your own creator, and everything that you want to say, you can just bang. It is, right. it is funny though, because the way you talk about defending is actually in quite a creative way, which is not often how you hear it spoken about. Like in football, you hear it as you know, like he's a destroyer, or you know, he's someone who breaks up the play. Mm-hmm, really. mm-hmm. The way you talk about it is about reading plays and sort of it's almost being creative enough to see what that creative guy is going to do in front of mm-hmm, you to mm-hmm. read it and Before take it all away. Yeah, which think, is actually quite a creative role. Yeah, I think it's a bit of an art form too. You know, when I, I got to, I had a chance to play with Richard Goff uh, for six months, my first year in MLS. Mm-hmm. And I, I would try to ride with him to practice every single day and just pepper him with questions. I think he got to the point of like, just don't get in my car. I don't want to ask any questions or answer any questions. And, and he just said the, the biggest thing for him was putting fires out before they start. Yeah. And I think that really lends itself to how I wanted to. It took me a while to absorb that. Well, once you get it and understand, and as I got into the national team to bring that back mm-hmm. in a little bit, I, I knew that if I wanted to make the national team and, and, and play in a World Cup, I had to be vocal and I had to tell people with a lot more experience than me what to do and how to do yeah. it. And, but once you put them in good spots and they can trust you and you're going to make their life easier, uh, then you're going to have you have friends for life because so, no, nobody wants to do any extra running. Speaking of the World Cup, mm-hmm. what were your best moments as a footballer? Obviously, start, World Cup has to be one of them. No, no, no question. Yeah. The World Cup was the top and, and I got picked. I was a surprise pick. Got named to the team, and then I got to play against Italy. Uh, one of our guys got a red card, and we needed a defender. Eddie Pope got red card. He got a second yellow right well, after that. He got red card, and you were like, fucking get in there. No, I wasn't actually. I was like, oh, man, I wonder who the coach is going to put in. Because you know? I, just, I just didn't think I was thought of in that way. And well, like, did you ever speak about Like, Were you ever told why you were in the squad? Like, Or was it literally just like, you're in the team? Like, come on. No, no, no. They told me I was in uh, when I first got named to the roster. Yeah. Well, when I, first, I, I had an idea that I was going to be in there because I had done well enough. For, yeah. the, the, for the year leading up. I who had you a, with in that year? That was with Bruce Arena was the coach. No, uh, uh, and like, who, who's your team? Oh, Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I had, uh, but even the lead, not even on the club level, but with the international level, I had a pretty good year with the national team. I had one pretty poor game, but the whole team did when we played against Germany at the Westfalen Stadion where Dortmund play, which was incredible. It was 0-0 at half, and <laughs> we lost 4-1. <laughs> we don't have to get into that part. But I, I didn't play particularly well. I, could, I, I knew that was probably my last big chance to make the team to win them over. And I think I had already won them over at that point, but I had got myself so worked up psychologically. Like I had to be, back to that perfectionism, Mm. I had to be perfect in this game, otherwise I'm not going to get picked. Mm. And I think that was too much pressure I put on myself to perform. It's one of the the main downfalls is perfectionism is going to drive you to be really good, but Mm -hmm. it's also going to put so much pressure on you that you're going to stress out a hell of a lot. Like, did you have any ways that you just try and de-stress or... I did honestly. I did a lot of yoga before games mm-hmm. because I would get so worked up, you know, mm-hmm. about I couldn't sleep the night before. That yoga was a nice thing just to relax me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would do about fifteen twenty minutes of just 
you know, like sun salutation, the mm-hmm. basic yoga stuff. But it, finish it, off it, with it, a bit of heroin <laughs> pot, or or for you, it'd be something different. You'd be finishing off with. Yeah. But uh, it, I don't know if that's good before a game. You want to yeah. make sure you're still kind of a little bit on edge. But uh, it would allow me to, you know, as they say, you know, you can take deep breaths, helps you center a little bit, and it, it ended up becoming a nice ritual for me to relax before a big game. But that one. When you go to these, these these stadiums, they don't always have a nice place for you to go tuck away. The American stadiums, man, they're massive. You can go yeah. find a room and, and just do your yoga, and like it's quiet, nobody's in there. But in these European stadiums, there's not a lot of space, so you kind of like doing all this stuff in front of the other guys, and it just loses some of its value, I think, in terms like of relaxing. Yeah, because yeah. you're feeling like everybody's watching. You're like, what the hell is this guy doing? But I, it just what helped the me. Fuck, this is who's this new Pulling age? Shit. This is like you yeah. and I before the before the podcast. <laughs> it's like I'm there stretching you like the fuck is that <laughs> 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 the so, uh, it was it was hard and then when you add in that type of pressure that you're putting on yourself for that yeah. game in particular and then you're running up against Miroslav Klose and Michael Bollock and Philip Lahm and and all these good, these guys that are, they're still trying to perform to get in their World Cup team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was an uh, interesting challenge but um, I remember after the game I had um Oliver Kahn had given up a really bad goal. Steve, mm. Steve Terundolo played right back for us in Hanover in Bundesliga. Played this ball up over the top, and Oliver Kahn came out and just completely misjudged it and skipped over his head and went in. Mm. And That's he was on. He was <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, he was on. Uh, he was fighting with uh, what Jens Lehmann at that yeah, point for was, the starting yeah. goalkeeper. And so he knew that that mistake was going to cost him mm-hmm. probably. And I think Lehmann started the 06 World Cup. So afterwards, I got pulled in for drug testing, and so did he. So it's just me and this guy's massive, by the way. Yeah. Oliver Kahn, we're just sitting there. The guy, he's so pissed. And I'm pissed that we lost. And we, you, you can't leave that room until you go to the bathroom. But you're so dehydrated after the game. So you, we sat in there for 90 minutes not saying one word, like as close as me and you. Wow. And he's a presence, right? Like oh, he is an angry presence. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he was one of the, the best goalkeepers for that like ten year period, oh, he's unbelievable in the world. Unbelievable. He's also very aggressive in yeah. that time. Like there are some good clips of him grabbing people around the neck. Yeah, and, like, you know, probably yeah. taking. Was guys he? Out. He was keeper for the ninety nine Champions League final against Man United, wasn't he? Uh, yes, yes, he was. Yes, yep. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he wasn't happy that night either. Yeah. But I'm sure he wasn't. <laughs> so did, he just didn't say anything. Not, did, not did one you... thing. Not one word. Not that I don't think he spoke English, or if he did, he wasn't in the, in the mood to try. Germans speak a little, but I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of. But so, yeah. Do you, would you do you get a lot of chances like that where you're like in the room with someone you know is clearly a like a, a, almost like a hero of yours like you know you're going to have heroes alongside you in the game like d- during the game do you interact with those guys you're not going to be like hey can no, I get an autograph after no but like, no I mean I switch jerseys with guys after the game that you that you respect mm-hmm. if you can right I uh, switched with Andrea Pirlo in the 06 World Cup which was really neat and I have a lot of respect for him as one a player. player who you played against who was sort of outside of Alan Shearer <laughs> my favorite player growing up was. Or nine Ronaldo, mm-hmm. the the original uh, Ronaldo, unbelievable. And like people don't remember, like he he's got a bit of stick for being fat Ronaldo now because Cristiano Ronaldo's been that good. But like he was still good as as fat Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but what a beast! Like <laughs> physically strong, fast, had skills, could shoot. I mean, he destroyed Man United at Old Trafford that time, and that was when he was like sort of over the hill, and he mm-hmm. absolutely made Rio Ferdinand look like a cart horse. So. <laughs> What was it like playing against him? You know, I had the chance to play against Real Madrid in 2005 at the Bernabeu as the Galacticos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ronaldo and Raul started up top. Zidane's underneath them. You, know, you got Beckham on one side. You got Roberto Carlos bombing down the other. That was an iconic team. That uh, was unbelievable. So, in fairness to us, we lost the game 5 nothing, but, but 
there was a pre, it was a preseason game, last preseason game for Madrid before the season started, and they always bring in like a I'm going to say an inferior opponent, but they usually bring in a smaller club, and for that that fell through for whatever reason. So they called up MLS because Pepsi was behind it, and behind Beckham mm-hmm. at the time, and I guess mm-hmm. he was rumored to come over and blah blah blah. So they said, hey, let's why don't we get a little MLS All Star team together? So they called us on a Saturday, and. We flew out from Chicago on a Sunday. We landed in Madrid on Monday. We went and trained at the stadium on Monday, and then we played the Galacticos on Tuesday night. Okay. Like, you're not giving us. They're not giving us. No, it's an all star team. I mean, a lot of the guys played together on the national team or whatever, but still, you you still want to have at least a week, uh, if not more, to to play against Real Madrid. So it was, we didn't get set up in the right way uh, to have success. But for me personally, I learned more in those 90 minutes than in any other game I ever played in because I got to see some of the world's best players. And as you said earlier with the Wembley Cup, you get to see them not just in highlights. You get to see how they move for 90 minutes off the ball, on the ball, how they support each other, how they move, what they do when they don't have the ball and the other team has it. Those guys work so incredibly hard that I think it sometimes is disrespectful when we, and I do this too because I'm somewhat of a pundit. Where you kind of take shots at guys, yeah. But but man, those guys, the, the top top well, guys, like Zidane, I mean, unbelievable. Well. We, we have to criticize. Of course, them. they're getting of paid. It's yeah. like Pogba right now is getting a lot of grief, as he should. I mean, he's not delivering the way we all think he can deliver. So it's only fair that we say, "Come on, mate! You know you're better. You're better than this." I've seen some. I've seen some stats for his first ten games at Juventus, though, and his first ten games at United. And most of those stats at United actually marginally outstrip his, his games mm-hmm. at Juventus. No, and completely. then the, the point that a lot of people are making is he needs some betting in time. I know people say eighty nine million, whatever. If he does bet in, then every game he plays is going to make him more and more worth the value that they pay for I mean, for well, let's talk about who he's playing with in the middle of midfield, though. Well, he, went from, he went from issue. Vidal and Pirlo yeah. when he first started it to... Carrick, to Carrick and Fellaini? Fellaini? Come on, dude. Well, it's just Herrera not, I mean, and Fellaini right now. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind Herrera. I like him a lot. But, I, I, but, but Herrera, Fellaini is not yeah, a Manchester yeah. United player for me. Well, Herrera is a Manchester United player for me. I just don't know if he's a Manchester United starter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is of that type of. I know, like Herrera. He's, a, he's an arsehole. He's like an old style. Do you think? Like, oh, he's, did you not see him against Liverpool? Complete arsehole, mate. That's what you want for a Man United player. Yeah. That's what they were always back in the days, arseholes. Like a cheeky arsehole. But, but that's what <laughs> I, I would want playing for me. Like, that a complete dickhead who's going to rile the opposition and get a foot in. Fellaini, I think, really disrupts the flow of that midfield. And I don't think that's helping Pogba at all. But in general, if you're not tracking Conte when he plays a one-two around you, you deserve all the criticism you get, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. But just talking about players, you know, some of them obviously you knew what to expect. Was there any of them who shocked you? Where you well, you come up against a player who maybe you'd seen, you thought oh, he's all right, but was like actually you are fucking unbelievable. Well, that must well, happen quite a lot in MLS as well, right? Well, I think in MLS too, but to actually bring uh, R9 Ronaldo back into the mm-hmm. equation, I knew that he was going to be good. I didn't realize how good he was going to be. Mm-hmm. We gave him two half chances in that game and he scored both, mm-hmm. like side netting. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a moment where we tried to hold a high line and him and Raul were offside, but then Beckham just like didn't even look up and hit a long ball over to Roberto Carlos. It was bombing forward. Like, this is bullshit. Uh, these guys are so good. <laughs> so at that point, now Ronaldo and Raul are back onside because yeah. they're behind the ball. And Ronaldo goes and turns. He's already got a foot on me. He's already stronger and faster than me. Gets his hand and sticks it right into my throat to create mm-hmm. even another yard of space. And I was pissed. Like... Dude, you're already faster. It's not yeah, fair. Yeah. Like, let's uh-huh. let me at least have a chance to get back in. They didn't score, thankfully, but but he uh, this I learned a lot from how those guys try to gain advantages and how they the little things, little things, mm-hmm. and how they move off the ball. And 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 I couldn't believe how hard those guys work because you think, oh, they don't need to work this hard, but it just goes to show you that 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 if you put the work in 
and you're talented, I mean, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you sat in terms of fo- footballers? In, uh, if you were to uh, center back, <laughs> <laughs> if you rank, like, if you rank yourself in oh, terms of man. footballers, I don't know. I, I got I got likened to Jamie Carragher a lot in terms of just kind of heart on my sleeve. Would make the big play, not shy away from a big tackle, get the guys fired up, be a good leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe didn't have the best feet, but um, you know did, did everything I could and always laid it out on the field. Like you never questioned my commitment to the team. Yeah. So I, I guess there's there's some similarities there. And actually, the guy that gave me that comparison was Bob Bradley, who coaches uh, Swansea now. And obviously, Bob's like Bob's maybe the most famous coach that the U.S. have got, apart from Jurgen Klinsmann. Now, mm-hmm. uh, w- what are your opinions on on Bob? I'm excited about this opportunity. He's been working really hard. I thought he took the path less traveled to get there. I mean, he left the U.S. men's national team and then went to Egypt in a very difficult situation. And then that fell through, and obviously they didn't qualify for the World Cup, and so it was just time to move on. It's a very kind way of saying it fell through. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And he he went and took a lower division team in Norway, Stabæk, to to, to say, listen, I'm going to get into Europe, I'm going to figure out a way. Then he went to Le Havre and Ligue 2, and then... This opportunity came, and sure, maybe he got an, uh, an advantage because they were American owners. But I think he's going to do great. I yeah. think his professionalism and his intensity and his desire to prove that he should be there. Talk about a chip on his shoulder. He's got a nice one as well. Uh, uh, so bit, I, I, I have bit, some common ground with him on that. He's but, a bit, uh, bit of a miserable fucker. Is he? <laughs> I, I like it. I like that misery. I, he's like for me, he's like one of those coaches. Like he's a, he's a quintessential American coach. You know, he's like, he definitely lives and breathes and dies with the sport and that's all he does and I think if we ever butted heads in the past when I was with the national team and I think that the, the best way to sum it up is that I had personality and he didn't and, and mm-hmm. to take that a step further there are the people that I really like and admire and seem to enjoy are the ones that take what they do very seriously but don't take themselves that seriously mm-hmm. and, and Bob doesn't have that switch off Bone point dry <laughs> sounds like did he ever do anything where you were like what are you doing mate like, uh, that's funny you bring that up. I uh, there was one time, and I, I still don't know if this was a joke or not. But we <laughs> is were it a Bob Bradley joke. It's about well, it, it, I wish could I still I cannot believe this is this is real. But we, we were on a two game trip to Europe. We played against Slovakia and Denmark, and we had just gotten off the plane in Denmark from Slovakia. We're all tired. We just got on the team bus, and we stop at this this restaurant. Or we're at the hotel. And we're just going to go eat first. Worry mm-hmm. about our bags later. So everybody has to go use the bathroom. Bob is the first on the bus, so he's the first off, and he's in the bathroom on the urinal, and his pants are all the way down to his ankles, like he's a three-year-old taking a piss for the first time. I swear to you, and we still did not know. Like I like I'm like hitting guys. Like is this is this is he, he, sh- like, he should fit in in wheels pretty well. <laughs> I just couldn't believe. Like this, like he's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be messing around. There's just, just no way. also just also just uh, like. Like his, I couldn't believe his it. actual underwear is down. Yeah, I mean, well, his, oh, his, his, his trousers, shorts, his drought. Yeah. His, like his shorts are all the way down to his ankles, and then he, I, I don't remember if his, I can't. Like I'm at this point, I'm trying to block out some of yeah. it, but but. I've never seen anybody do that except like little kids when they're in daycare trying yeah. to learn how to pee. Genuinely, that, that reminds me of when I was five. I went to school and like this kid just went in the bathroom, and just pulled his trousers all the way down, and I was like, "The fuck are you doing, buddy?" To this day, I still don't know if he was just clearly, taking the piss. No, because we were like. We would be like we were now in the meeting room going. Did you see what Bob like? Did his pants were down. Like, is that real? Did he clearly? Think, is that? Do you think they dropped and he was just like, oh, I'll just go with it. Well, I like, hope so. I'll give him the benefit of the I'll doubt. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, nobody tells Bob Bradley what to, to do, do ever. Yeah. <laughs> and from eight years old, he's just been like, what? This is how I do it. Do you think it was a test? Like, if you had told him, he'd have been like, you cut. 
You cut uh, maybe team. I don't know. Drop. Yeah. I don't know. Drop, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to give you people. He's trying to give you something to talk about. So if you know, if any of the Swansea players uh, want to confirm that rumor, <laughs> that'd be great. Any other traumatic experiences as a footballer? Anything where you were just like, ne- maybe it's embarrassing or bad, where you're just like, mm, rather forget that. Well, my last national team game, fuck um, yeah, of course, was in LA. So that's where I grew up. Uh, over a hundred and plus people there to watch me friends family i was captain of the team we were playing against honduras so friendly Russia. uh it was in january a couple games away from bob really kind of figuring out his last picks for the 2010 world cup team and i got two yellow cards in 15 minutes got ejected and i never got called back in again wasn't that a fu- that was a that was fucked up though because you it was that, that referee <laughs> i'm putting an arm around the shoulder he, right now he, that referee was he was fucked? Yes, yeah. He and was. I'll say it for you. Thank he you. Was fucked. He was. Yeah. Because he swears on his channel. It's fine. No, I, no, do. No, I, but, I do. I no, do. Swear like, he, wanna... I do swear. I do swear. He fucking. Yeah. yeah. Wants to <laughs> but I um, I got a yellow card. The first one was we had a corner kick got played back out, and you know when the ball's breaking the other way, the player yeah. has it. He's got it. He's already in a good angle. He's got to step ahead of me. So when he touches the ball across my path. I completely slow down, put yeah. my hands up like this. Like, I know I'm not trying to get any contact, and the guy falls anyway. So it's clear that I'm doing my best to not, I'm avoiding contact. I still get a yellow. And then 10 minutes later, there's a guy that, my guy has it on top of the box. He plays it wide. My guy stays, so I don't need to track him into the box. My other center back's guy is now turning to, like, duck back post. Mm-hmm. I kind of hold him off on, like, with an arm just to slow him down, just Goes a smidge. Down. The ball that gets crossed is into the stands. It's a terrible cross. The guy falls yeah. that I kind of grabbed, and and I get a yellow card, and they call the penalty off a cross that had gone into the stands. Have you it's spoken to him since? The referee? Yeah. No, I would love to get him on my show, though. Yeah. I would love we've to just been, be like, We've been we'd love to get him on this show. talk about conspiracy theories, and I think that's what we're dealing this with right bullsh- now. That was bullshit. Did you, when, when you got the card, what, what was that feeling? When I got that second yellow? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I looked. I mean, you can see on camera, I look right over to Bob, like, this is some bullshit. Bob, don't piss on me. Whatever you do, well, it didn't matter, right? Piss all over where was me. the Where was the referee from? Uh, I think he's from Mexico. Okay. Oh right. Mm. Wow. Oh, that makes sense. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't know. Sense, Maybe he's though. not. I, I, I don't know for sure. Hey, some of them are referees. Some of them are murderers. I'm sure some of them are good people. <laughs> bad hombres. I think is where yeah, you're going yeah, with that. Bad hombres. Yeah. Oh my right, god. Yeah. That's not what the podcast is going to be called. Okay. Right. We're not calling it that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I love Mexican people. Mexican women, men. I love the food. Can we just make that clear? You right love Mexican now? dogs? Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Um, That's what I heard about. No, mommy's way, mate. Yeah. Mm? What? <laughs> Go ahead. But you, you, there were also some some players you've sort of. There must have been some players you've clashed with. Or like you know, for instance, when you get into that twenty three <laughs> for the World Cup. Sure. Are you assessing that twenty three and going right? Who are my guys in there? Like who I think do everybody I know does, in that everybody squad? does that in terms of where I can get in and maybe get some minutes and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think you know you're standing before you go in, who's mm-hmm. going to be the 11 and who's on the fringe of maybe breaking in. And then but you like, have... who you can make alliances with? Or not like um, alliances. I know, obviously, you're a 23, but there are going to be people you got, you, I know that guy, I know in, that guy. In Lawrence's mind, this is like Big Brother and we're getting <laughs> voted think, uh, off every week. <laughs> I, think, I think it's less that. When, when you get to the 23, I think there's more of that when you're still trying to work it towards that 23. Because yeah, yeah. once yeah. you get on the World Cup team, you're like, dude, I'm playing in the World Cup. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody's seen to be pretty cool and everybody had 
kind of understands who who the, what their role is and what but they're you butted do. heads with players, not literally, but you. Oh yeah, you get into fights in the in the locker room all the time. Really? Um, Over what? Ever seen anyone like really badly hurt in a fight, like uh, in football related, like maybe it's in the locker room where you thought, "Fuck me, he's out." Yeah, I've seen some punches being thrown, nobody being knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this, this, things get heightened. You know, there's mm-hmm. things at stake. Uh, you're putting food on the table for your family yeah. and if you're not performing well or if somebody that you think should be performing better that will help you do your job better isn't living up to their end of the bargain you're going to have a problem and you have highly competitive people that, yeah. that are fighting to be the best at all times maybe not every single person that's out there but but um, yeah there, there's definitely some heated moments and like what what are we playing for? Are we here to to win? Are you here to make money? Is it just for the girls? Or what is it? What is well, it for? And money a lot and of girls, ones. preferably, and then well, anything I, I after that's a bonus. That's, that's why you're not in a team. Let's put it that way. I, uh, solo. Yeah. I feel like everybody does start and is motivated for some reason, and you'd like to think, maybe naively by me, that that it's because you love to play the game, and then you quickly realize that a, a guys either just started there and then ended up somewhere else, or or whatever. But it's uh, I've seen some things, man. And, so uh, did, did you um, did you ever say like? You know, you talk about girls and that. Was there many, <laughs> was there many like groupies back in the day and that? Was there, or was there any like any of the lads who were like just running through them, just absolutely <laughs> like? On, a, there must. I mean, there must like be a fucking right, train like just <laughs> running. I mean, they're just them. Not, because when you get money and status, and the fact is, like, you're you're a sport star. E- even over in America, I'm it, a soccer player. Like that still means soccer something. player. I like the American it? accent. I'm you soccer player. Soccer player. I, I think uh, the the nice thing about the states is you get especially as a soccer player, is that you have uh, you get a little bit of notoriety, but not a lot. It's not this overwhelming thing. It's just enough to keep your, just your nice. ego healthy. Like, yeah. oh, hey, cool. Good game the other night. Or, YouTube's, hey, nice a bit, you. YouTube's a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Because, because actually Thierry Henry said that when he went to the States. What was quite nice about it was that actually people didn't know who he was. Like, you know, he looks a little bit different to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was so he made sure everyone did by buying his whole team iPads, <laughs> and iPads he, for everyone. But he did do that. He did do that when he went to MLS, right? He bought yeah. his whole team iPads. And big, but that's like a that's a whole other thing, you know. Being being a boss of the squad and being a boss out on the streets, two different things, I mm-hmm. guess. And Thierry Henry's status was was a weird one in the states for me. Mm. Like he was clearly a great player, but at the same time, when he first arrived, he kind of thought he was above everyone else or at least it, it appeared well, that you way you challenged him on that didn't you on in, in an interview i did i did i one of my first things that i did on youtube was like this this i don't know meet and greet meet the players mm. for the new york red bulls before the season started is that for kick it was for kick yeah. tv at the time and uh Henri was there and i waited and everybody's you know Asking the standard questions or whatever it may yeah. be. How, how are you enjoying America? Yeah. Oh, and, what's, and, like? what's the food like? And at this point, he'd already been in the league for maybe one or two years. And I had played against him. One of the greatest. He's very, very good. And he, it just seemed like as time went on, he just got more and more frustrated with his teammates. And that always made me upset because they paid him five, six, seven million dollars a year, not only to be a good player on the field, but there had to be some message like, hey, we don't, you're also a marketing tool. We yeah. need you to be promoting the league in a positive way. Now, I understand there are some issues with the league. Get it? I believe me, I get it. I was there from the beginning when I was making zero well, money. He's gone and, from the like Barcelona, right. the best Barcelona team ever, arguably, uh, the best Arsenal team ever, to. It's obviously a different league, total different standard, and he should have been under no illusion what he was walking into. That's exactly right. Especially for the amount of money he's getting paid, he's getting paid to make everyone else elevated. But by him raising his hands, I'm saying, "Fuck's sake, mate! What he's doing is making the other lads look worse." It just got bad. Where like there'd be moments where he would, 
he would take it upon himself to pressure the other team, right? Mm. This would drive me crazy because he would go and all of a sudden he'd lose the ball and then very Barcelona-esque, I'd say. He'd just try to sprint and win it right as fast as he can. And I respect that. But if the rest of your guys aren't doing that, or if that hasn't been like a team mandate from the manager or coach, like, hey, listen, we lose the ball. Then, yeah, so it's just him chasing like four guys and then all of a sudden he turns around and throws his hands up. Yeah, exactly. And, And he did that all the time. Like, dude... Yo, you know, how it just looks bad because you have all these these new fans, casual fans are on the fence about whether they're going to like the sport in this country coming to watch him play. Mm. And if he's out there throwing his hands up and being pissy, then he's like, well, if it's not mm. good enough for Thierry Henry, well, I'm not going to watch it either. Yeah. And so that always just rubbed me the wrong way. So when I had this chance in the interview to call him out on it, you know, I, I basically just asked him if he thinks he's better than his teammates. I'm like, and you should. You're one of the top five players in the world at the moment uh, and maybe one of the top five strikers of all time. But, but you know, it doesn't really look... And he just like, I didn't say that. That's what you said. And he got really... Yeah. He didn't want to no, answer. Remember, and he shut it I down. I remember this well because you were like, you know, you clearly think that you're better than everyone else. Um, so are you better than everyone? Or, like, it was very direct. Like he didn't... Jimmy didn't fuck around at all. He went straight for the throat. Like So it's, it's good that you said that, but you also there's, there's like an element of naive, naivety about that. Thinking that he would just turn around and be like, oh, you know what? Yeah. I don't think Jimmy gave a fuck, to be honest. No, I think he was I, looking for yeah. like a... Come on, then let's say how you how how do you like it when someone puts you in an awkward position? Because right now you're putting your yeah, teammates, yeah. who Jimmy probably knew a lot of the lads, like, <laughs> one of them. Uh, yeah, why would you not? So know? Uh, yeah, I heard that Thierry Henry didn't like me for a while. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure he didn't. Yeah, well, that's I've not only just grown to like you recently. <laughs> so he might he might not still like me. Yeah. That's fine. It's just uh, yeah, I heard he didn't like it's that all at right. all. I mean, good, but it just great player, but a little bit of a cunt on the pitch at times. So. Don't question someone's status. Sometimes they don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I just I just wanted to make him aware that at least there was one person out there that knew that that bullshit was unacceptable. Or was willing Good. to call it. Yeah, instead really of being like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it. That was that was really the main precipice of it. I just wanted to let him know that that we're not all stupid over here. Like mm-hmm. I can see what you're doing and it's detrimental to not only to the league and the marketing side of it, which which is fine. He doesn't have to do that stuff, but you just feel like you'd hope that he would. Uh but it's detrimental to his team. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't you know, people look up to you, whether you want to want them to or not. They're looking up to you, and the people that are watching, they're watching you as well. And and if well, you didn't see Beckham do, do that shit when he came to the MLS, well, that guy's sometimes he. Beckham that guy's a his, pro, though. Yeah, he took his frustration out in other ways. I, I don't think he I ever. Mean, there was a he, lot of secretaries getting bent over desks <laughs> at that time. No, well, yeah, right. I, I imagine they were, but none of them to do with David Beckham. But the, the point is that that <laughs> he he would get Officially. angry. He kick out at people. I remember he used to kick out. That was what he. I, but that's I think not. That, a, but that's something that he's done before. Whether yeah, it was against yeah, Argentina in the '98 World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Simeone, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, absolutely. But but Connection. what I what I loved about David by the uh, after Your the father, this is my father. Yeah. The, um, what For I those who don't him, know the reference, Jimmy's got a career mode uh, on FIFA on his YouTube channel. Oh, it's, it's he great. sort of re he's the rebirth of Simeone. He's uh, American Simeone. I, lo- I love Diego Simeone. Yeah, yeah. He's great. But what I thought Beckham did really really well was behind the scenes because mm-hmm. the way the players were being treated. He'd exactly. be like, "What is what? Are you serious? You really treat your players like that?" Yeah. And then the Galaxy's like, "No, no, no, no. We don't treat our players like that." And they fixed up, and everything got. And then all of a sudden, other teams heard about that changing, and then we, then that would kind of give you the confidence to be like, "Hey, Galaxy's starting to treat their players better." And then all of a sudden, it kind of raised a lot of a things. A bit like what and professionals and behind the scenes, because a lot of it, a lot of the players were not being treated well because you know they would say, "Oh, well, it's an American league. You're, we're giving you a place to play in your home country. You don't have to go anywhere. You should that. be you should be grateful for this opportunity." I do remember seeing that because I remember players. We uh, my first ever job was following the Canadian men's national team in the Gold Cup 2009, mm-hmm. and I was surprised the tr- not the treatment, but like the 
the status of some of those guys mm. was it felt so low mm-hmm. like it, they were they would accept almost anything it was like watching like a guy from league two who should be being treated like a premier league player there's nothing wrong with being at league two but if you're a premier league player and you're being treated like you're in league two it's crazy yeah, in, yeah. in sports though it takes one and like i think what we're seeing now in the ufc is conor mcgregor is that one who's actually saying you get paid what? Mm. <laughs> like, you know, and he's actually making a joke out of what some of these lads are getting paid. But in turn, what he's really doing is making a joke out of the UFC mm-hmm. and what they are paying out because he's not going to accept that shit. And I think what that was what Beckham obviously did for the MLS mm-hmm. was he was the first guy to say what is the standard and what's acceptable. But what I really do need to know is did you see any uh, good footballers <laughs> running through chicks or not? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. I, I think to get back to the groupie question, um, when you're around the national team, it happens uh, a little bit more. There was more, there's more good attention system. around yeah. the national team. Mm. So I had a roommate who will remain nameless. Um, I know you're itching to hear this story because I kind of gave you a little bit off, off, off show, Mike, off yeah. camera, off mic. And you're like, oh, you got you to give it to him. So, all right. So I'm not going to name the player, but I uh, it was after World Cup qualifier. Just his name, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he had his girlfriend and parents at the game, and and lovely that night. Family guy that sounds night, like my kind of guy. That night, uh, like three in the morning, I was in bed. I was out. The light pops on, and I hear some giggling. And he comes in, and it's not. I, I don't. I don't have my eyes open barely because you know the light opens and it's not his girlfriend he comes in and uh <laughs> they you know the light goes off and he they can hear him down. and she's basically saying hey he's you know your roommate's in here he's like oh no he's like he's a heavy sleeper you know he'll be fine <laughs> like every every excuse in the book about why they should be doing it jimmy's, right jimmy's got the camera out he's going are you getting this yeah. are you getting this uh, jimmy's, I'm going, getting it. jimmy's going <laughs> i mean i'm trying to Ooh, like so sleepy. at this point Hearing his his rhetoric and how he's trying to convince her that it's cool to do it, I'm like, are you a roommate Donald Trump? No, but I'm I'm uh, just dying of like this. It's, it's I, I'm weird, trying to hold it, it in, yeah, because it's just really funny. And the, 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 the fact that she's like, oh yeah, like just agreeing with these, I just this, the crap that he's saying comes out of his mouth, unbelievable. So anyway, they get after it, and he and I didn't know, and you know, I've known this guy for a long time, but obviously don't know his sexual style. Well, he's a jackhammer. It's like. <laughs> so there was nothing left of the imagination for you then. The balls were slapping. <laughs> I was like, oh man, and then maybe five, six jackhammers later, it's done. It's done. You know, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, he just had some respect for you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be uno momento. Like, it'll not take too long, mate, and I'll be done. Uh, so then it's it's all done. It gets, it's quiet and whatever, and they're both laying there, and then. I hear her say, oh, that was the best ever. Oh, like, what, six God. jackhammers is the best ever? That's some kind of he, standard. Jimmy I almost rolls like, over died goes, laughing. Jimmy rolls over and goes, I tell you, you want to try this, love? <laughs> if you think that's good, I'll have you up all night. Unbelievable. Well, what that, like, well, that must be so frustrating, though. It uh, was It was more fun. I was just, this is surre- it was funny. a surreal moment. Yeah. It was funny. Um, it's like a, there's like a, because I imagine there is an element of camaraderie there with the whole squad and like, there's, like, there's almost like a weird moment. Bed. You're like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're keeping your lips quiet. Practically high fiving well, each other. No, That's crazy. No, we definitely wasn't high fiving him because in the morning, you he was gone. Back. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, yeah. He, he was, was gone. gone, and it was. Was she gone? No, she was still there, and like, I think she probably wanted to chat with somebody. So she starts chatting me up. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go because this is really awkward. So Comradinho is out. So I bounce for sure. Don't forget yeah, to subscribe. Yeah. I'll see you there. <laughs> that, he that needs to come. YouTube. Remember this face. <laughs> He's out the door. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was one one story, but the jackhammer part, unbelievable. That's crazy. Next level. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jimmy made his way onto our screens. 
on YouTube. On YouTube. How did that all get started then? I mean, you've got a, you're a natural in front of the camera, Thank but you. how did you get plucked? Because actually, I mean, even I before, said plucked there, by the way. Before that, before that, <laughs> you've left football, haven't you? Like you've had to. What point did you choose to retire? Um, I and did re- you choose? I didn't choose to retire. Uh, I retired in August of 2011 after suffering a bad uh, concussion in March of that year and I had a headache for a few months and it just I was 34 definitely wasn't going to make another World Cup team uh, moving forward I was on the cusp of making or I in August at that point I'd had my second baby and it's just like what am I what am I pushing myself you look great for two babies his figure snapped back so quicker good. than Kim Kardashian you know, yeah. you know how I roll all that yeah. butter and, and so I made the decision then and then 45 minutes after I announced my retirement I got a IMG is a big agency in yeah. the US and so they're like hey we, you want representation so I knew like alright cool somebody's wow. paying attention about my about what I'm capable of uh, I had done radio shows and some TV in Kansas City I wrote columns for ESPN and Sports Illustrated so I, I think what I had of, of, if any advantage I had over, over current professionals that are turning into former pros or whatever it is is that I found my voice early and I mm-hmm. think that's why I'm best suited for YouTube because you have to have an opinion every day mm-hmm. you have to come with some kind of thought behind just the news and, and to, to make it your own. And I had already been doing that for years. So it was uh, very natural for me to, to, to jump into that. However, in the meantime, I had jumped and started doing stuff for Fox, um, doing in-studio stuff uh, live, no experience, and really feeling out of my element. So when the mm-hmm. Kick TV or the YouTube opportunity came around, um, this is when YouTube put like $100 million into 100 channels. Yeah. And Kick TV was one of them. I think Copa90 was the alternative no, yeah. here in the UK. I was the first hire, and then he kind of built it from there. Should have really found me and invested in me. I would have been more than happy to accept any. Yeah, well, no, still am. Still is. Yeah, still am. <laughs> so, that, it's so it, open. Not to like go down, not sort of take away from the kick TV side, but yeah. when you leave football mm-hmm. and you go into media, <clears throat> as much as you're replacing that with something, did you still like. Cause, there was a gap there, wasn't there? Is there a gap? Because obviously you say you got that call 45 minutes later right. or whatever. This, you're still leaving football, though, or football as you know it. So what's that like? So it was tough um, because the, the coaching staff at Chivas USA, who are a team that don't exist anymore, uh, I had known them for so long, and I had looked up to them when I was a, player, a young player coming up. They had to say, hey, we're not going to let you play anymore. It's yeah. just not worth it. I mean, I had already gotten there myself, but it wasn't official official until they said, hey, listen, it's done. We're yeah. just, we're, we, lo- we basically love you too much to let you put yourself in harm's way and potentially do more damage to Is your brain. Is that how it said to you? Pretty, yeah, essentially. And what, and what was it like? Sorry. And I, I, well, I'll go back. Yeah. So I got, once it was real and it was done, mm-hmm. I went up to the car, back up to the parking lot, and I called my wife and I couldn't even get words out. I mean, just, just Emotion. done. Oh man, it was done. I, I saw crying? people I knew walking, oh, crying. And she's oh, like, no. she thought somebody in my family died. Mm-hmm. And I like, well, something kind of did die. And mm-hmm. I, I. It, that that made it official, and so she actually felt better when it was just that that's what happened instead of somebody mm, really yeah. getting hurt. But uh, it was tough, and I had a depression. I was probably depressed for nine to twelve months afterwards, mm. despite um, you know getting those opportunities or in the media and and being a part of Kick TV, which was kind of new and exciting in some ways. Because essentially, you got to put like a happy face on that because it's sort of like, hey, it's Jimmy, it's the guy, you right? Know? And right. you're sort of like inside, yeah. you're like. No, I've left the game. I've some the days game. when you get in front of a camera, and I've experienced this, and I'm sure every YouTuber or anyone in front of a camera has, where you want to be the person that these people know you for and enjoy you for, but in your own personal life, something shit's going on yeah. or whatever. And obviously, mm-hmm. the reason you get up every single morning pretty much for the last 20 years or whatever has been football at this drive, mm-hmm. and now that's never coming back. 
and that is like something also, dying. But also, that physical peak. Like you, you've been at your physical peak for however many years. I'd still like I'm to not think trying I'm to impress you peak. again here. Yeah. By the way, yeah. you're still a you know specimen. I mean? You're still a vegetarian. But like the the point is that you've been at your physical peak for so many years, and like your retirement is a is a very very real reminder you're not there anymore. Uh, for me it was it was less the physical part because i knew that i could still go work out and do yeah. that and still kind of get that fix or play small sided or five aside or whatever it is the mental side though where all my identity my personal identity was wrapped up in being a player mm. everybody in my family knew me as a player i was the professional athlete of the, the the family i got treated differently probably because i was had more of an exciting life let's say than maybe some of my to feel special like, you know. you've traveled yeah you've traveled i've traveled i've seen so many different things world. and i had this this was this was me this was my role in life this was my role within my family my friends and and that was gone it was done and that was a really hard thing for me to like grasp onto. I don't, I don't know who I'm going to be next. Mm-hmm. What am I even going to do next? Is media even what I want to do? Some days it feels very hollow to just get up there. And, and <clears throat> this is how I felt initially. Now I feel like it's a lot more rewarding. But, but like, what am I actually saying? Who am I about? Like, I needed to like basically refine uh, myself and, and mm-hmm. the direction I wanted to go into. And, and I went, when I went to Poland for the Euros, I went to Poland and Ukraine. I had been in studio for so long and then all of a sudden we take a nice big trip we go outside and I'm like yeah this is exactly what I want to do yeah. and from that point and the, and the feedback we got from our trip was very positive I'm like alright this is something I can grasp onto we can mix a little of that studio stuff with the stuff outside and then I just felt like there was a clearer mm-hmm. path but up to that point uh, it was very difficult for me because at that point because uh, Kick TV was, was being housed by a Major League Soccer mm-hmm. so we would go to all the games we'd go to all the stuff and it was really hard for me to, to like even smell the grass because it would just bring you back to warming up yourself or to be a part of the team or to just be able to you were you were the ones that everybody was watching. Now you're in the crowd. Yeah, now I'm yeah, I'm kind of a bit player. And also I'm, some I'm, of the players are like looking at you, they're like, Hey Jimmy, how you doing? Like yeah. it's good to see you, man. Like shame you're not playing today. Or like, you know, right. it'd be good yeah, there was a lot of that, that yeah, too. Yeah. And and so it's there's a lot of role stuff you had to figure out and, and to feel comfortable with. And it was tough. And not yeah. that I was I still wanted to get out of bed every day. I just didn't know what the hell I was getting out of bed to do. Yeah. And I wasn't good at presenting to start. I just wasn't good Damn at right. it. <laughs> and I just—I mean, as everyone. much as I had a lot of experience, I, then you I, met me. Then Lawrence just paved the way. He gave me the confidence that I needed to do it. And I'll say this: I think one of the advantages I have with what you said with regard to YouTubers, like getting up and having to put on a face that you might not feel that day. I had to do that every day as an athlete. Yeah, exactly. So my coaches and fans—they don't give a shit whether you, you know, your dog died or mm-hmm. you know you're having a. Uh, you know, bust up with a friend or whatever. You got to get on with it. You got to get on with it. Yeah. Um, for those two hours, or whenever you need to perform, you need to perform. So for me, what, like that, that, that part of it, no problem. I got that down. I think that helped me a little bit having like a real life before YouTube and mm-hmm. having to do mm-hmm. things I didn't want to do, like diving and all that and working offshore. And then, did you wear a speedo when you did diving? No, I always went on purely a speedo. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might yeah, try the visual breath. of you in a speedo. I might do a photo shoot. You know, <laughs> the plus you size have a two pants. calendar pants. <laughs> Plus size models are all the rage, and they don't come more plus size than me, do they? So I'll do that something for you, lads. Um, but yeah, I think that's helped me a little bit. Just get on with it and get a get a video out, even when I feel like crap or whatever. But like, I suppose if I'd grown up in the YouTube age, where you sort of go from school straight into doing YouTube videos, which a lot of people we know have done that. I mean, you were really around for the birth. like of a lot of YouTube careers. Like we've mm. seen KSI's come out and all. You were there almost at the very start, mm-hmm. before he even had a million subscribers. You were, you were there, literally, was there. Before, before football on YouTube really even started. Like, essentially, you were there at the very beginning. Because that, when people were getting that investment. I remember when Copper90 
there's people like Ball Street coming out and all these other mm-hmm. channels in London mm-hmm. were starting oh, it's easy up. on the promotion. We no, did no, a, you know we, what I mean, though. We did a crossbar challenge on KSI's cha- channel. Oh. At that time, I think you only had like 300,000 subscribers. That was before they'd been done a million times yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, no, like, There wasn't even music on it. That, there wasn't even that build-up music. It was just literally like, kick it. <laughs> it was. It wasn't like. No, he, I, I think he had his music at that point, okay. but it was three, three or four hundred thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we got to meet him there, he's very shy. And then on camera, he just becomes this this beast. You know, yeah. like he loves the beast mode stuff and, and, and all now, the stuff that he does. And I now he's, he's just he's massive, and he's it's, found, it's really cool to see because I I love that he puts himself out there. I, I have respect for any creator that uh, can turn on the camera and be like, listen, I'm going to say something about me today or something that I care about, mm-hmm. and and even if you disagree, with even him. if you disagree, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we've seen like him and you, and I think every every YouTuber who do, has any success when you see them start, and then two years down the road, you're like, oh you know who you are now, don't you? And uh, everyone needs to go through that. And mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you say, you went through it. I've been through it myself. Lawrence is still sort of... <sighs> yeah, no, You'll I mean, get there. You, you joke, you joke You'll about that, there. but um, what I find funny is like I behind the camera, I've been in YouTube longer than most people who've been on oh, YouTube yeah. and like been making those. But people assume that because you don't have your own channel, somehow you don't know what YouTube's about. Mm-hmm, because like, mm-hmm. you're not in front of the camera, somehow you, mm-hmm. you don't know shit. And that's what I love about. That's what I love about. Um, is he still talking? I don't think he knows shit. My, my, my favorite is Casey Neistat, and like you've got. You, I remember I watched one of your videos and one of his videos, and I was like, I know that little tiny man in the background. And you were running with him, and I was like, shit, he's made it. Like that's that's it. Like his YouTube career. Yeah. You, know, you know a lot. You know a lot of YouTubers, don't you? But Casey I, I especially. Do. Yeah, I know Casey quite well. Uh, we go running every once in a while. Obviously, he's incredibly talented. Uh, we had a mutual friend that we met through the, when the YouTube. Uh, music awards happened in New York mm-hmm. when they kind of did that uh, kind of weird Spike Jones yeah, yeah. thing. It was it was cool. It was really cool to be there. Uh, but I met Casey there, and then we just stayed in contact. And then uh, as things kind of stopped uh, going on with Kick TV, I just like I'm going to talk to somebody that knows what the hell they need to do in YouTube well, if I'm going to start uh, doing something on my own. And he's been a great asset for me. And, and every time we go running, it's all we talk is YouTube. For those who don't know what Casey does. Where the like, fuck have you been? <laughs> yeah, where, what have you been living under that? Yeah. Explain it. Like, what is the great thing about Casey Neistat? He's got heart. Well, I think he's got heart. I think he takes a lot of pride in what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned earlier with the people that I, I like to hang out with, um, he takes what he does very seriously, but doesn't take himself mm-hmm. that seriously. Uh, and I think he's he's always pushing. Um, and maybe that goes into the perfectionism stuff mm-hmm. where he, he always thinks he can do better. Well, his, but, but, for me, but, but, he's but, different. Because his personality isn't over the top, which most YouTubers who are successful is the case. For example, PewDiePie. Just take putting PewDiePie out there. But what, the one thing that sets him apart is as soon as you're watching his videos, you're like, holy shit, this is different to anything I've ever seen mm-hmm. on YouTube before. And a lot of that's down to his knowledge that he's got from... He is a grown man. He's had a life mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. YouTube. He's worked on films and all sorts. So when he shoots... His videos, it's from so many different angles. You're like, your brain is really processing, like, what the hell? Where is he? What's he doing? I think you can almost say that he he's failed a lot. Yeah. Right? And you're talking about some YouTubers that have just kind of struck gold and they haven't lived a life of failure. Mm-hmm. And and they are, they will at some point. I mean, that's just well, cyclical. Everybody's going to run into it and how they respond to it yeah. is going to give them the stripes to start making content that you want it, that you care about. That you and actually I, want to watch. That, that someone who's maybe, maybe someone who's a little bit older wants to watch. Because I, I I think that's part of it is a lot of younger guys will watch because they are watching for someone with experience. And maybe that's the difference between Casey and you and like some of the other guys who are a little bit younger is that you, your experience gives your content 
a different kind of heart to the heart that maybe someone who's 20, 21's got. Right. And it's not to put someone who's younger down. It's just that, like, you know, you it's progress. Different. And yeah, as you progress, different. you know, your tastes change. I mean, if we use KSI as an example, I'd love to see the type of content he's doing at age 30 than mm. what he's doing now. Me, me it's, too. It's just going to be different. Mm. He's going to have to evolve. And, and I think he will. He's, he's smart enough. Well, well, we Joe both know Weller, him off camera. Joe Weller, who we're hopefully going to have on the show at some point, he's been saying, Shameless a, lot, plug. saying a lot of that um, is that, YouTubers now we're seeing YouTubers go from the 16 year old 17 year old young lads who were sort of oh we're playing a bit of FIFA to now music videos and I mean movies and it's interesting to see how it develops but then when they do hit 30 they're going to be such different people than when they started the content is going to be extremely you're also going to be different. very out on your own at that point like mm-hmm. by the time you hit 30 or you're, you're not a much more lonely person but you're definitely someone that's di- more difficult to make money from so at the moment these are all young guys who uh, and they're not only making money but they're definitely having money made out of them mm. so they've got chances coming out of their ears because Awesome-holes, people are coming along and going uh, <laughs> people come along going, i can make a lot of money out of you but you can make a lot of money at the same time to come along to a 30-year-old and do that, that's very different. A 30-year-old is probably going to go, gonna well, be hold switched on, on. what am I getting? What are you getting out of mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. So there's a different kind of deal to be had there. Mm-hmm. So I just want that fall-off can be very fast for some people. And with you and Casey and other people who are in, you know, more in their 30s now, there's a big difference between you as businessmen and them as businessmen. I, I think also to, to kind of go off of that, when I talk to Casey or if I talk to, to True Jordy here or Spencer, you know, if YouTube disappeared... I feel like we'd all be fine. Yeah. And now you can't Dying. necessarily say that. That's fair. But yeah. for the water, it goes. <laughs> back of the Speedo back But on. the point is, you, but, you, but the, you might be on HBO, or you might be on something like Casey was on HBO. He, he sold a YouTube show before he was, before yeah. it was ever even out there. Right. Right. Mm. No, he was, I mean, he's ahead of his time. Right. And, and Credit he, to Casey, we get it. But also with Casey too, and, I, and I, I, he has a vision and he just sticks with it. He doesn't. Yeah. He, yeah. he knows what he wants to do. He he knows the content that he loves to create, and he's he a continues to smart push. Dude, isn't he? Very smart mm-hmm. um, and, and super creative. Uh, very positive. He's, he's never, the, he's never tearing YouTuber. anybody down. He's just like he's just always trying to build people up. He's the only YouTuber I've ever watched a video and thought. <sighs> I feel really bad about my content now <laughs> because I feel like when it comes to talking, I can talk with the best of them, but he does things that I just can't do because my life experience doesn't line up with the knowledge he has at all. And it's not even like I can make that difference up. And if I did, I would. what I like to do is sit and talk and I would have to stop myself that many times at this angle here, that angle there. And I just thought, you do you. I'm not even going to try and copy that. Yeah, that's yeah. why you got but, me in. And I thought, I, well, what what would be good is if I got someone in who does know how to do all that. Yeah. Hello, Lawrence. You fancy doing a podcast? <laughs> or knows people who know how to do yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. If you don't know how to do something, get someone who does. Lesson in life. That's That was also quite interesting with his content recently, which is such a shit word, but it is with his content, mm. is he took another really big political step, mm-hmm. which was talking about Hillary and um, Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, what were your thoughts on that? Well, my initial thoughts were, this is a really savvy way to get your name out there. Interesting. And to... That's quite a cynical way of looking at it. Well, kind of cynical, but I guess it's because I've I've talked to him and I know that, that, that he likes to, you know, every once in a while make a video that's get a get people talking stir you know, shit up yeah, a little bit yeah and it's less about getting his I just say less getting his name out there but just you as you say stir shit up a bit, a bit. get um now he's called out people on YouTube 
to kind of step up and do something similar. So he's put his flag in the ground like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to take my power that I have on YouTube or whatever that means. And I'm going to do something with my it. voice. Yeah, my voice. Yeah. And I'm going to just get people talking about difficult stuff. And politics can be difficult at times. So I admired him for doing it. I, I thought uh, the video was very bold, mm -hmm. um, as is Casey. And so as much as it might have deviated from his normal daily vlogs that we all love, mm -hmm. um, it, it still was very much him. And, you know, I, I responded. To, I made a response video. I mean, I put it in one of my other videos. I didn't make it like singularly about. And who about would that. you be voting for? It's, it's, out it's, of interest. Well, yeah, it's, it's outside of the, for the video itself. I just encourage people to vote. It's an it's an incredibly uh, sure. But uh, why are you thing. voting for Donald? I'm not. Well, there's a. <laughs> I would say that Donald Trump obviously has some some tendencies that uh, towards yeah some female stuff. I've got two young daughters. Mm -hmm. um, now that's not the only reason I wouldn't be voting for him. No, but you have self-respect as a man. Well, that too. Yeah. But he, he, you know, if if my daughters knew when they grew up, like you voted for that guy, like, I just don't think they could ever respect me. And I couldn't mm -hmm. respect myself for voting for him either mm -hmm. because of all the lies. The New York Times printed up this whole thing of all the lies that he said over the last I don't know six months, and it's just mm -hmm. like five pages of the New York Times. It's crazy. So I, I know that Hillary is not a saint either. But but there are some things that I, I appreciate about her, and it gets back to the experience thing. She's seen some things. She's been around. Yeah. She's she has brokered deals. There's probably so much stuff behind the scenes that we don't even know about that maybe been super positive about what she's brought to the table. Um, that my feelings. So on so it. it's like he's. I just you cannot vote. I cannot vote for him. My feelings on it. And I'm pretty sure nobody out there gives a rat's ass what I think about any political race. But I just here's my thoughts on it. Right, since it is my show, mm -hmm. uh, you got a career politician in Hillary mm -hmm. who is totally owned by the banks and will just continue the agenda that's currently being pursued anyway. It's just more of the same. Or we've got Donald Trump, who everyone's terrified of, especially the establishment, because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So it's more of the same and sort of semi-safe or I, dangerous Donald. I think voting Hillary is also it's it's. Uh, it's it's almost de delaying something that feels inevitable, but you want that you want someone at least to be who's relatively in control when the inevitable happens. Whereas Donald Trump is just he's just not an option. No, I, I think. think Donald will be more in control of his own agenda, and Hillary will not have any say whatsoever. Um, but that's the terrifying thing: is that there's no choice in this. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, it, essentially, it's, I actually find Donald funny though. To be fair, I do. I mean, I it's hilarious. It's, it's a reality what? show. What do you find? It's a reality show. Well, when, what do you find funny? No, about he's him? he's funny because when Hillary goes wrong, when Hillary goes wrong, for example, so um, disrespectful. I know. You're a uh, she's well, thank nasty God, nasty woman. When, when thank God you you don't hold the, the justice system in your hands, and he goes, yeah, because you'd be in jail. <laughs> and that, how did you not laugh at that? Yeah, that was yeah. funny. That was such a good comeback because it came out of his mouth. Like, I, know, it was, I mean, it was funny. They're, I mean, the guy's hilarious, man. The guy's an entertainer, first and foremost. But, I, uh, but, but, but don't, I mean, that's why London fucked up. We voted Boris Johnson in, you know? I mean, yeah. fucking hell. No, but he, you know? to be fair to him, he does have some points about what he says about Hillary. Right? Don't calm down. Because I can see, just let me speak I'm just first. boiling on the inside. Because <laughs> you, you just sound like a class A cunt. No, I'm not going to defend... Donald, yeah. yeah I, I agree with everything you've said, but to be fair, let's not act like Hillary's a fucking said. No 33,000 emails. What? Yoga? How many yoga classes you've been to, mate? I've not got 33,000 emails in my life. She's been deleting. She was told not to delete them. She got rid of them anyway. So let's just remember, she's 
just an evil piece of shit herself. She's just more of a safe bet. That's just that's all it is. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah great it's summary. the it's the best of two evils. The lesser of two evils. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all well, right. I, the best. We've of two done years. that. <laughs> Ming's <laughs> metaphor. Jimmy, yes, you were the face of Kick TV without a shadow of a doubt, and I know being the face of a couple of channels, including me own. I, I'd prefer if you said handsome face. Yeah. The yeah. handsome we can, face. we can let that go, Pat. We can let that yeah. go. Of Kick TV for a, a good few years. That channel went from strength to strength, hit a million subscribers. Yeah, it's a big deal. With you as the main man on that there. That channel got to a million. It, 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 it yeah. did, about wow. three and a half years. Quite surprising. Um, that Google money certainly came in handy, but so did Jimmy's banter. Uh <laughs> Did it sort of make you sad after you worked so hard? You've 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 reached the top of the mountain, as you say. You've started a new journey. You've undoubtedly succeeded in it. It was a successful channel, was, um, and <laughs> you know, did it make you a bit sad after leave after all that hard work? Uh, I think I think there were moments where you. I felt a little bit sad that that the relationships that I built, you know, let's say quote unquote with my teammates that at Kid TV, had, yeah. yeah, that 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 um, those were no longer going to exist in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to give another soccer metaphor or soccer player metaphor, uh, they we had a new ownership group come in, mm-hmm. uh, Copa 90, Big Balls. Mm-hmm. They, it's like that's, a, the, that's the production company name, by the way. He's not just sort of yeah. being like Copa 90, Big and Balls. They, <laughs> the big Balls coming in. No, that's what and, they're called. And they, had, they bought us and it took them about 10 or 11 months to kind of get incorporated in the United States and get mm. some staff over and really understand the lay of the land and understand, kind of lift up the hood and see what Kick TV was all about and, and all the other things. into buying Kick, really, though, because I think originally the timeline was going to be a little bit longer for buying Kick, as far as I know. I, I, yeah, and then you they, probably they know had more to make a move, essentially. Well, I think, I think MLS put some pressure on them. MLS yeah. owned us at the time and put some pressure on them to like, hey, it's now or never kind yeah. of thing. So I think they did have to get forced into it a little bit, which I think then gave them a little... Once, it just took them longer to get... Yeah. their feet going but they got there and then once the let's say the new coach came in after 10 or 11 months the new coach just wanted a few different players to be involved and i wasn't one of them and as a guy that's been in that kind of industry when i look at yeah. it from that standpoint it's really not that big of a deal did but, it feel but, like that at the time though uh it, well it felt well, i was a little surprised the awkward thing but 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 it was after when you talk it out and you sit across from them and you understand where they want to go and and then where kind of where i want to go they just weren't they weren't meshing. But so, you are losing that stability of, of being paid regularly on yes, YouTube at least. Right. And that's one thing you are losing. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. I mean and for me it gets back down to yeah, I went from <laughs> usually people like to go from zero to a hundred. I went from a hundred to zero. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, uh, that's not great, the way I want to do it. <laughs> you still gotta sure. get to a hundred though. Yeah, and and eventually I'll get back there. But yeah. I it was very humbling at first, and then you like gotta figure it out how 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 am I going to work this out? Okay, I got to teach myself how to edit. And you really just strip it all the I, way back down to, in my first couple videos on my channel, yeah, not so great. And maybe in the ones I'm putting out now, eh, that's so great. But I know that I'm getting somewhere and I'm going to continue to get better. How many videos do you edit now? How many of your own videos do you edit? Do you edit a I, edit, of I edit probably 90% of my own videos. Wow, okay. uh, the career mode one on FIFA, I've uh, outsourced to this really talented guy named Mike Kowalski. I was going to say, you can just tell. It's just, it, no, I'm not saying you're a bad editor, but you can just tell that an editor's got his hands on that. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's been nice because I feel like I've now brought a team member in yeah, yeah. to, like, let's talk about how we're going to make this content. And it's been fun to to work with somebody again. I feel like I've been missing that part of it, kind of the that is, the teammate part of it that I that I always kind of craved, obviously. I've been I was going to say, team, like when you first from. went left Kick TV, I remember a lot of people sort of being like, oh, we should crowd around this guy. Like this guy, we, we can work with him. Mm-hmm. And there are people like Chris, is it Chris Mackey? Mm-hmm. Chris ma- Mackey. Really mm-hmm. great guy. Yeah. He, he, like, there are people sur- surrounding you who are going to make 
who you can you can collaborate with and just blow up. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Right. And you have like that the, the floating head guy in your channel as well. Oh, Anthony Richardson. Anthony, he's yeah. fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of guys that that want to be involved, and I feel like I'm just trying to create a platform where people can be themselves mm-hmm. and not have to apologize for it. And Kick TV used to have that, and and it just and even before the new ownership came in, we just didn't have. MLS didn't want to have us anymore. Like they just, mm. they, we needed to become a full blown production company because that's where we were growing you know into. That. And they were building a sports league. Yeah. So we just weren't a good fit for them. And then I ultimately wasn't a good fit for the new ownership group. Yeah. And, well, and now here we are. The thing that is, though, like um, you sort of helped bring in someone else, didn't you, before you left um, Heath, who's now, who's there now, mm-hmm. who's like a mate of yours. And, um, as it happened, he sort of turned out to be your uh, yeah, basically hired my replacement. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that I mean that happens too. You groom younger players. It's yeah. funny. We in Kansas City, I groomed uh, groom. I groomed uh, <laughs> or like I kind of mentored uh, Matt Beasler, mm-hmm. who ended up now yeah. being MLS Defender of the Year and being the World Cup. Great hair, great hair. But I mean, he's his own guy, and he had to do it himself, of course. But but I was around when he was first getting started, and I'm sure he learned a few things from me, just like Heath learned a few things before I, I left and. That's just part they, of it. Like, they, I don't. I don't take that. Like, I, I don't take that as personal as you think. And do they? And do you always order no, coffee this time? No. Okay, great. And what else can I get out no, of it? No, okay, I lo- cool. I love Heath, and and uh, I, uh, I I'm really excited that he's he's in this field with me because I know he's a really talented guy. But yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I guess when you look at it from that standpoint, that I hired my replacement, and it kind of looks. A bit shaky, but, but at no point did he like stab. No point did no, he sort no, of go. No, no. Oh, don't worry, guys, I got this. Let him go. No, 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 no. I mean, I, when I brought unofficially, that's what they were all thinking in the yeah. back. <laughs> I can't, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that Heath and I were really excited about doing stuff together on the channel. Because the main, the main show that you sort of made popular on Kick TV was the Mixer. The Mixer, yep. And you sort of were phased out of that show. You had your last Mixer, and then he was put on that. Am I, am I right in thinking? That's and right. And then you were told. That you were going to be doing something else, right? And then that all of a sudden disappeared, and then Heath was left on the mixer, and That's you it. were left on your new channel. Yeah, and then it just got to a point where yeah. we just needed to decide, and we were. It was called the Jimmy Conrad Show. I think that was mm-hmm. what it was called. And uh, we How were just, We were trying to think of uh, just different ideas to like once a week come out with a cool kind of show. And I know I remember were, it well. Like you were doing on the road sort of stuff, outside sort of stuff. Yeah, I did like. Um, Ahead of the MLS Cup final, I interviewed two guys in like ice buckets, mm-hmm. you know, and tried to do something different. That's and, sort of like what, what's that uh, culture called where you're outside the stadiums as Americans, like you sort of go and do tailgate, barbe- yeah, tailgating stuff. Sort of yeah, thing. so yeah. I would try to try to bridge that where it wasn't straight like documentary, experiential vlog type stuff, but had a little bit of a news background and bit so of like personality, you know? yeah, yeah, but adding some adding my own personality to it, and and I thought it had some legs, but we just needed to really get ahead of the stories and and then all of a sudden the holidays come and the way that I think Americans see the holidays like we pretty much shut down for mm-hmm. like a couple of weeks and and so we just kind of kept pushing it and pushing it until we were in a good spot and at that point um, it was clear that that I needed to have a conversation with the other guys just so I was everybody's on the same page yeah. and it just going on. yeah and it's fine we worked it out the and, one, and, and we that... both moved on I hope they're doing great I don't watch that well, much of the content, but, frankly, I mean, okay, nobody yeah. does. Let's be honest. But um, <laughs> I have no idea. I just don't watch that much. No, I mean, I so. I used to be on Kick TV. I've got my own sort of story on that one. It was very, um, you know, no notice given to me whatsoever. Before, uh, see you later, Jordy. Um, new ownership, mate. It was well, about forty-five minutes notice. <laughs> that's the thing. It was, but um, was it really? Thanks for that. Was it really? Uh, no, it was. It was. But, I mean, it was, it was pretty sudden. It was just like. See you later. No more videos. No, which if you've got like a family or whatever, or any situation, or you try to keep a roof over your head, not what you want. No stability. To be honest, but uh, to be fair, the one thing I did expect to see 
maybe a little goodbye for me. Maybe a little goodbye for Jim. I mean, he's, he's only been the face of the channel <laughs> for three years. Did you get a goodbye video? Uh, I did not. Um, really? Yeah, nothing. Nothing? No. You've been there for three years and they gave you absolutely almost, zero. Almost four years exactly. Uh, they gave, they've given other people goodbye. Uh, Rachel... Rachel Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, Benetta mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she she got a goodbye she was on about 10 times on that channel <laughs> uh, she got a goodbye Rachel, so Rachel I was on every week didn't even get a fuck you mate but um, <laughs> never, I'm not bitter I'm not bitter about it so it's fine don't worry about it no but in general I wasn't even I didn't even care that I didn't get a goodbye video because like I could sure. give a shit yeah. I'm sorted I think you protested a bit Jimmy, too much but alright in all seriousness for Jimmy to not get a goodbye video is a fucking disgrace, to be honest, mate. Um, it's an absolute, not, it wouldn't matter now because no one watches the channel anymore. Oh but it, I'm just saying, it it's now, a bit late. It? Don't bother doing one now. <laughs> no one be watching. Week. Goodbye, Jimmy Conrad. No. <laughs> <laughs> just go for the views at this point. We're finally caught on to what people want to see, and it's fucking seven it's months It's saying to goodbye to you. <laughs> goodbye, farewell. No, and it's just you, um, but on your own channel. <laughs> It's not even cuts from their own from their stuff. It's cuts from your own channel. Just you running in slow motion with Casey, uh, a little bit. What's it like running? I've actually, I really want to ask you that. What's it like running with Casey? Uh, it's great. He's he's high energy, and we get right into the conversation, and we we talk the whole time. You talk? Yeah. Does he we, run with his sunglasses on as well? Yeah. Yes. I mean, he keeps those on quite a lot, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he runs with them on, and sometimes he's running without them as well. But Fast he. It's pretty good pace. Maybe yeah. a little over seven minutes. It just depends on on the distance for me. I'm a good five or six mile guy, and then then I'm just like I'm kind of overrunning. But Tail but off. but we we usually run for about an hour, hour fifteen minutes, and just like we talk 10, about a whole 12, bunch. Thirteen k maybe, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more, and it's it's good conversation. It ranges from family to personal stuff, philosophy, YouTube, other people we're watching, who inspires you. It's it's great. And you, come so, up, you come away with something every time, in a way. Yeah, but you don't come, go out there thinking that you don't no, know, like, I'm going to get so. Much. I always come back thinking. As you say, when you watch his videos, like, oh man, I could do more. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I he he inspires you to really try to get to to be the best that you can be, and don't. So there are, there are moments where I, I'm I was doing something. I'm I'm in in FIFA 17, shameless plug, and I'm doing stuff <laughs> it's for not them. Your fucking game, Jimmy. <laughs> FIFA 17. No, but I'm, I'm on it. it. Jimmy I, Conrad's FIFA. I was used to. I wish that. I'd <laughs> I wish you're on the cover. Fuck. Oh, well, I wish I was on the cover. That'd yeah. be pretty sweet. But I'm I'm in the game, and so I, I'm doing this content for them, and it's really neat. And I was so tired, but I'm, I I, I want to get it done. And I think about some of the you know things that motivate you along the way, and and it goes back to your chip on your shoulder. Like, I'm not going to let anybody get the best of me here. I'm, mm. I'm going to get this. I'm going to nail it. This is a great opportunity. I'm going to go. That's just one example. But that fires me up for all the videos. Mm. Like, hey, they don't think you can do it. Mm. And I don't, it could be make-believe that has it in your head. You know, Michael Jordan is famous for, you know, picking one person on the other team who he just thinks is talking shit about him. Good. And then he just eats him up and like slam dunks sort on him. Sort of like so I, uh, I, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Water <laughs> boy. <laughs> and so I always have this... Uh, this this mentality that that there's somebody out there that doesn't think I'm good enough, or there's just no way he can sustain it, or there's no way he's going to get to what he thinks he's going to get. And, and there might be people that think that will never give me mm-hmm. uh, the satisfaction of letting me know that they don't believe in me. But but I either I either will. manufactured or or if it's real, it, it helps get me up and be like I'm doing this today. I'm I'm going to nail this. Uh, this is what I want to talk about, and I want to make good content. I think good luck with that, that Jimmy yeah. is going to be perfect. <laughs> positive attitude to help us answer some emails <laughs> pma let's uh, do it if you've watched my career mode you know i love emails pma positive mental attitude do you do affirmations in a mirror no but i used to write down goals for every season um 
ahead of like a, um, one of my seasons starting. Well, things I wanted to accomplish by the end of it. Don't, don't lose the ball too much. Uh, the, the, I used to get hyper specific when I was a younger player, and I would I was having such a tough time mentally, like staying. I'd make a mistake, and it would just completely impact the rest of my training or game. Mm-hmm. So I started to monitor myself to take the emotion out of it. Interesting. And just write down very specific goals for each day. And then at some point, as I got more comfortable and more confident. I kind of graduated from that to just making bigger goals. And I would write crazy stuff like start a World Cup qualifier, even though I'd never been with the national team. And but that you, happened. And it happened. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Goal setting is, uh, it, it's, it's, it just puts you on the right path because now you've actually, instead of having it in your mind, you've written it down like, I want to get there someday. This is something I want to try to attain. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of your actions start to work towards that. Yeah. Whether you even know it or not, you start to work towards you that. You remind me of someone um, who I've met before. Hopefully your nan. Uh, <laughs> world champion bodybuilder. <laughs> Close. Dorian Yates. And he had a very similar philosophy. And he used to say, every day is like building a house and every day I'm putting a brick down. Mm-hmm. And if I'm there putting that brick down and the person I'm competing against isn't, my house is going to be ready before his is sort of thing. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that pumps me up. I'm going to remember that mm-hmm. one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like Dorian that. Yates inspiration. I mean, maybe we'll try and get him on, but for now, let's enjoy Jimmy. <laughs> before I did my tax return, I was so tense, I couldn't see the wood for the trees. But now, well, I can see the wood, the trees, and. Uh, Oh, an old weasel asleep in a hedge. You too can find inner peace. Do your tax return online by the 31st of January and avoid a £100 penalty. Go to gov.uk slash self-assessment and don't forget to pay what you owe. Who's the hot super bloke that's a switch machine to all the folk? You're so right. Hey there, guys. Want to switch your current account? Let me tell you about Switch. The Switch guarantee means all your payments move automatically. Switching current accounts has never been easier. Over 3 million people have moved banks with the current account Switch service. Visit currentaccountswitch.co.uk. Let's get those emails read. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so wrong. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's get straight down to it, guys. This first one is entitled Tinder. Okay. Mm. You aware of the dating app Tinder? I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. It's not really social media. It's more of a fuck app, isn't it? Oh uh, well, I would know that app. part yeah. of it. Fuck, fuck I I, uh, I like to live vicariously through the people that do. Use I was going to say Tinder's a really fun. If you've got single friends, you can sort of like yeah. you know you can sort of be like, hey, you should. I make catfish on there and just fake profile. I was actually thinking we should just set up a fake True Geordie profile and see how many girls you match with. Does that mean they'd fuck me, basically? I mean, you'd have the chance if, if that's what you wished in the I end. I think it increases your odds. Yeah, it increases your odds I, of meeting a girl on Tinder if you're on it. And they don't have to. They don't get to hear what I'm like, though. They just have to see visuals. And then, they see visuals, and then they see a little um, you read a like profile, mm. and then some of your interests, and then um, <laughs> and then it'll be sort of like you'll have a little bit of chat. So, so you'll maybe be like, oh, would you like pizza or pasta? Do you know what I mean? How's yeah. Tinder working out for you, Lawrence? <laughs> it's working out for some of my friends really, really well. Yeah. Or at least it was. I, I think it's shit get, now. But I'll, I I'll wait until I've eaten the gym and I'll just take like a picture. Of, like, yeah, yeah. You're right. This is the guns. Yeah, enjoying them. No, that will really like get a, the girls. The seventeen hundred stone thing that they you love do. That. Yeah. Seventeen hundred. Yeah. I don't even know how much that is. Bench pressing. Like John Stones. How are things going, uh, Geordie and Jimmy? Guest? I mean, yeah, Jimmy. Everything's good. Cheers. Good. Yeah, great. Yes. I'm fine. Thank you. Please Get don't mention me. my name. Okay. Mark. 
Uh, my, my issue is that I've recently started fucking this bird from Tinder and don't want anything more to do with her as I've gotten mm. my hole a fair few times. He's bored. God. That's what he means. He's bored of it. She's already a, but she's already a smitten kitten. <laughs> I love that. Her words, her words, not mine. He's loving it. And I'm wondering how the fuck do I end this? Mm. Uh, much obliged. Research, re, reinsert random name here. Mm. Sam Allardyce, I think. Okay, thanks, Sam. Break, break <laughs> it, break it off, isn't it? It's just ease what? it, ease it. Just the thing ease is, it. with breaking it off with the girl, you don't want it to go full psycho. Because I mean, when that happens, it's a fucking nightmare. Do you know what I mean? They're texting you all the time and ringing you and that, ringing you. showing up at your fucking just door. I, I think no. I think the best thing to do is is the hardest thing to do, which is just to be honest with her yeah. Yeah. and just be just say, hey, listen, I'm not in a good place at the moment. Um, That's this not honest, a- Jimmy. He's in a great place. Well, if he's in a great <laughs> he's place. Like, or if she's jumping tell on her his that, dick. Say, hey, listen, I, I I've enjoyed our time together. I think you're great. The timing isn't right for me. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's fair to say. Just, so if he just, but, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's the hardest conversation. My to advice: have, but communicate and just be honest, and you'll be fine. I don't, I don't subscribe to Jimmy's uh, opinion, <laughs> although I do subscribe <laughs> to his channel. channel. I appreciate that. Everybody should. My yeah. advice: don't just leave the door open, because a girl like that who's grateful for cock is something that you're always an awful person. Always, just don't <laughs> sever it. Just. <laughs> It's like an airplane. Just bring it into land gently. Okay, just listen. Touch down. I think you can have cruising. that if you're honest with her. Mm. No, just I think you can. Just, just it, like because then they're going to think back. Hey, random name person. Like that person was straight with me and yeah. was honest, and and that might be somebody I'm interested in the future. And also, it's, like, it's honest, like a mature relationship. Gonna... And karma comes back. Like karma will come. It'll pay you back for no, being a good honest. Karma person. is bullshit. Karma is bullshit. Clearly not looking. Donald Trump is running for president, and you think karma exists, do you? Yeah, but the, the point is that you can't see karma until it's happened. No. Like you can only join the dots backwards, Steve Jobs. No. So, anyway, bring it into land gently. You don't want to say completely it's his show, that on. this is over. Don't, don't say it's me. over. Say, you know, I'm a bit busy right now, and just calmly just phase her out. Text her a little bit less every day. Just a little bit less. <laughs> and then you're saying fader is what you're saying. You're fading. Fade her out, just just gently, Awful. and then she's eventually one day she's gonna know. Yeah, no, but she's gonna know. But the, hey, you're babe. gonna do it so smoothly, she's not even gonna know what the fuck's happened until you. That's are assuming you think that this there. guy has the moves to be smooth. That's a good point. It sounds like he's 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 a smooth. She's operator. a smitten kitten. Come on, that's fair. That's fair. Smooth I mean, operator. It's, it's also that then after a while you just drop little things in. Like I mean, I. Uh, this advice I'm guessing will work mm. you go uh, yeah I'm actually going out on a date tonight with a with a girl and she's like wait what and you're like oh yeah you know but I thought I could tell you as a friend and then and then you just don't no 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 right this is this is That's wait a week tactic. wait a week like maybe just don't text her for ages it's generally nothing and then give her a good five days with nothing and then right. out of the blue just text her a picture of you like a selfie next to somewhere Right, maybe something that she likes. I don't know, some flowers. I don't know, and just say <laughs> you're texting your girl thought pictures. Of, <laughs> thought of you. Thought you might like these. Should I get you them? Something like that. I was nowhere. He's trying to fade on it. You no. dumb fuck. No, out of nowhere. You just kind of like talked in a circle. Yeah, out I appreciate nowhere. that though. No, but every now and then, just send her the odd thing just to keep our interest because <laughs> no. you never know. When, in case of emergency, you're going to need to break open the okay, glass I, case listen. and pull out the pussy. Successfully, okay, hold on. successfully faded. Hold on, hold oh, on, I'll hold send on, her hold a picture on. now. No. Hold on, hold on. You want to keep that there, man? As a father of two daughters, exactly. Mm. I, I will have a lot of respect for the guys that, even if they don't end up liking my daughters, 
that they'd have the common decency to say, "Hey, listen, this isn't this isn't what I'm about. I, I you're, I'm not the you know as hard as that might be, it's going to be a lot easier for her, my daughters, to move on." Mm-hmm. Then some guy that's stringing her along with that flowers well, and shit. Uh, do, the, yeah. do the decent thing that Jimmy's recommended, or do the thing that is going <laughs> to result in most happiness. Oh. Let's face it. Let's face it. Though. If you end up with one of Jimmy Comrade's daughters, oh. you're never going to want to fade that. Rela- you're going to be like, I'm with Jimmy Comrade's daughters. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what that, one of your little American guy friend. What are you going to be like as that father when they come back? But I don't think Jimmy like, would take much shit though. That's is it going to be no, like I'm that scene in um, in uh, Bad Boys where they're like, the <laughs> "Can I be the other one though?" <laughs> Reggie, Can I be the who one the fuck is Reggie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you look dirty. It just kind of depends. I mean, more often than not, I don't think they're going to be bringing home. Uh, hopefully, a boy that you've never heard of before. Mm. I mean, I'm sure as they get older, that'll happen. But, <laughs> but as they're first starting out, and as you start to help plant the seeds about how these things work, um, what if they end up with a soccer player? How would you feel? Uh. You know, <laughs> you look. He looks so upset. Maybe just stay away from the professional athletes in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Lawyers, doctors, welcome. Sessions. Uh, should we? Should we go for the next one? Yeah, move the on. Next one's called "Convince a Girl." Uh, absolutely fantastic podcast. Love it here in Sweden. Thanks for making it, Jimmy. Shout out to Sweden. You're welcome. Uh, and this, then he just does this. We just broke up, so he just goes straight into the story. Mm. We, we just broke up. You're quite close to that microphone, aren't you? No, don't worry. <laughs> Are you okay? Mm. Yeah. We just broke up. Oh, okay. The next one's called Convince a Girl, right? He says, I'm, fa- I'm absolutely fantastic podcast from Sweden. Shout right. out to Sweden. That's great. Thanks for coming in, Jimmy. And then it just goes straight in. It goes, we just broke up. Straight in. In just the deep the end? Top. Yeah. So, so what you mean to go we on? just broke up. Uh, like two days before she left me, she said, whatever happens, I want it to be us. And I never want to leave you, brackets, mm. but in Swedish. Actions speak <laughs> yeah. louder than words. Yes, yes, Gandhi. Today, one week after breakup, she told me she cries every night and she misses me like crazy. She can't decide what she wants. I love her and I really miss her. Even if she sort of lies, I forgive her. <laughs> what should I do to help her decide? fix her feelings at this point i don't want her to be uh hap- i want her to be happy so even i if i can convince her that breaking up is a good idea i will do that so he doesn't have a fucking clue what she wants and she doesn't have a fucking clue what she wants this is the perfect combination oh, i mean i just i don't even know where to start with this but i feel I, like i feel like she's shown what she wants she knows she I, I get the sense that one of them want knows what they want and the other one's on the fence. So he does, and she does. She so doesn't know. Who knows? I she don't. Knows. I don't know. But I feel like one person is waiting for the other one to make a move. To make the move, and then they'll be like, "Oh, thank God! I'm glad. I feel the same way." Sometimes kind of people play games, so she might be doing one of those game things where it's sort of like, "I'll break up with him and see if he wants me." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. the fuck do women do that? You know what I mean? Some guys do it. Mm, oh, fucking hell! Games. I hate games. Cunbags, man. Just yeah. be honest. Just Monopoly. if you like someone. No, but you can't. That you can't. You can't say just be honest because the, the last question you just said, hey, just yeah, you just yeah, you said play games, you dumb dick. <laughs> Will you stop calling me dumb? Because I'm gonna have to put that fucking microphone <laughs> up your ass in a minute, you little cunt. Probably enjoy it. So well, maybe you would. Uh, I won't do it then. Jimmy. Yes. What, what were you saying? Uh, I. This is a tough one. I mean, if if. if the guy that's writing the email is truly invested in her. It just goes back to what I had said before. Just 
being honest and communicating his feelings. If they're not matched, then he can he can know moving on that they won't match as opposed to this gray area that exists now. Yeah, honesty is the best policy in this. It, one, it is. It? If he loves her, yeah. as hard as it can Big be. Big word. If he loves her, mm-hmm. just set, fucking tell her, mate. Set her free. Just oh. fucking tell her. Like Sting said. Pull her in the shower, look into her eyes, <laughs> tell her you love her. It also says, what worries me here is he says, uh, what should I do? I want to help her decide. Uh, I want to fix her feelings. Mm. That's, what, that's the thing a lot of men try and do. Mm. They try and be the hero. You can't fix anything. Well, no, that's, that's, yeah, the hero complex is very strong yeah. in the males. It is. Yeah. And you, you shouldn't go down the hero complex route because it's a bad route to go down. What you realise, and I've, I've done this before, when you're mm. trying to fix someone who isn't a whole complete person mm. is the more you fix the more you realize it's broken yeah and eventually you end up in a long-term relationship that <laughs> oh isn't God. working out very well yeah, because you end up caring about that person but you can't fix them essentially <laughs> no ultimately the issues <clears throat> i think that most people have have to be fixed by themselves there has to be a willingness to want to work on that part of them and then i think from there you can support well, nobody's you can suppo- perfect no of course not but you can support somebody once they're helping them you know make the decision themselves. right yeah. you can also just say hey listen this is how your actions are affecting the people you care about you can let people know that and then from there it's up to them to have to make that change and once they make that change or try to make that change you can support them in that but i don't know Look at uh, the man trying, to, trying to fix other people is, <laughs> is, is a difficult at the man in the mirror it's my jam <laughs> So I think for a start, far too many people start relationships or are in relationships that are a hell of a lot of work Mm. and they don't realise like relationships aren't supposed to be that much work. If you think, if if you're constantly saying you're a partner or girlfriend or whatever, oh, we'll work on it, we'll work on it. And you're saying this every week and every month. No, mate, that's not what relationships are supposed to be like. What should they be like? They're supposed to be fun and enjoyable for the most part. And obviously you have your odd low point, but they're not supposed to be a fucking turbulent whirlwind where you're constantly, oh, well, we'll just keep, you know, it's not supposed to be like that. Because you'll get old at one point and then you've just... Well, eventually you realise, you you know... Wasted your life. Spent 30 odd years with the wrong person. Yeah. So don't do it. I don't know. I think if you... Yeah, no. I'm going to stop it. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is the song uh, Coldplay, I Will Try To Fix You, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. German directly translates as I Will Try To Fuck You. Really? Yeah. Like Christian Fuchs? Yes. Ironically, um, a lot of men out there try to do both of those two women. Yeah. Fix and fuck. There's a hashtag for you. Hashtag fix and fuck. Hashtag fix and fuck, which is also... Put that um, in the comments if you made it this far on. (laughs) I I actually once met a mechanic that did did that. He was an awful man. Um, Awful mechanic. Fantastic (laughs) fuckball. According to his clients. Um, He really put it in my my, boot. All all my exhaust needs filling again. (laughs) Yeah. So to speak. Um, let me give you an MOT, he would often say. Um, <laughs> Friends Backlash. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Lawrence over Geordie. Uh, I Whoa. really like this girl and want to ask her out, but feel the potential backlash and shit I would get from my friends if she rejected me makes me too scared. Any suggestions as to what I should do? Thanks. Keep up the podcast. A great advice for us there, just to keep the podcast going. Keep, go, keep on about yeah. your day. Yeah. Ironically, delaying with. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. No, I was going to. I was. No, no, just. Yeah. All right. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. Imagine if that was a chant for you. <laughs> um, Remain potentially good. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I think life is far too short to worry about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. If you like a girl, just go and fucking say it. Yeah. 
Just go and see it. And rejection is not a big problem. No, I, I, a lot of the people that I think we admire are the people that fail a lot mm. and try stuff and, and go for it. Mm. And if it doesn't work out, you know, there's a really famous uh, Nelson Mandela. Successful Man- failure. Well, there's a really That's famous uh, Nelson Mandela quote that, that there's no yeah. losing. You either, you either win or you learn. Yes. And so he goes and talks to this girl mm-hmm. and he asks her, well, either he either gets her or mm-hmm. he learns, okay, maybe my tactic wasn't the best or that she just didn't like him in return. It's, well, not, it's, it's not really that even that big of a deal if you strip like away you, the emotion yeah. and all the, like, the, the peer pressure that you're putting on yourself. And when you don't get a, it's like when you don't get a job interview, you just sort of go, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely like a job interview, don't go, cool, any feedback for me in the way that I... <laughs> because what I really liked a few weeks ago, you gave a piece of advice. You said, if a girl rejects you, just be like, okay, cool, and walk away. Oh, yeah, well. Never go down the route of... What? She's a fucking lesbian. (laughs) She must like women. Yeah. No. Don't Um, go down the Geordie route. I think if I could do my 16 to 24 over again, which were my most prolific years without a shadow of a doubt. That was your Abbey Road. If I could, I mean, the the Wolf of Wall Street years, as I like to remember them, Mm. was a lot like that film. Sergeant Peppers. In fact, the opening scene really is quite a lot like what my life was. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm just thinking if I could do it all again, I would ask out a hundred times more girls, wow. get rejected a hundred more times, because for those all those times I went out and just had a go, I would get a hell of a lot more fun experiences out of that. Because all right, maybe ninety eight of those good looking girls might have said no, but the, the two. two that said yes, yes, yes. If you throw another yes, shit yes. at all, <laughs> the double yes, 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 motherfucker. You're going to boot camp. I'll be up to me nuts and guts. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it goes down to regrets too. I mean fuck regrets. He's he. His buddies are gonna always gonna give him banter no matter what. Yeah, they're always gonna slag him off or whatever. Even yeah, if he gets you guys, he's, yeah, regardless. Yeah. So why not just go ask her and, and not, and not regret that happening? This one's called Football Job, and Jimmy, I, I picked this one out specially, okay. knowing that you were coming in this week. Great. Uh, hey guys, hi. Uh, firstly, I must say I'm a big fan. Thanks. I know. Uh, my name is, and I'm a football fan from Calgary, Canada. Okay. I just graduated Brett university. Hart. Brett Hart country. Sure, is it? Yeah. Brett the Hitman okay. Hart. That's right. Oh, and obviously Owen then. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, so, yeah, yeah right, brothers. Right, Legends. Yeah. I just graduated university with a broadcasting diploma. Congratulations. Which That's in great. Canada might be like a degree, right? Yep, sure yep, a degree. yep. Uh, and I wanted to know if you could share any advice from your experience over the years. Unfortunately, there is a lack of enthusiasm for football. We call it soccer, where I'm from. So I'm finding football <laughs> broadcasting, media and journalism jobs uh, are hard to come Good. by. Thank you so much for your time, Didi. I'll start. I think there's a void then. That needs to be filled if there's no content being made around the beautiful game, um, or as we call it, soccer. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to put my own American voice. In. What, what would you do if you were a young kid now trying to get into the broadcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. game I would, in Calgary? Um, I would just start making my own content. Um, something we talked about before about creative freedom. I think it gives you the opportunity to learn how to do a lot of different roles. So you're on camera. You're behind the scenes. You're thinking about storylines. You're thinking about how to produce. You have to edit. Then you have to think about marketing and distribution and who you're going to get it out to and who you can you partner with. And when you take on that role and start to embody that, then then you 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 learn so much in that mm. process. But if you're just trying to look around for hey uh, CBC or whatever the things are CNBC, up, up in, yeah, ones, yeah. or I think up in uh, I think CBC might be up there in Canada. Yeah. It's like uh, can I get a job as a presenter? And then you're only doing one role. You're only doing one thing that 
that you can get good at. Whereas yeah. if you just try to start making it on your own, you'll be such a better storyteller a couple of years on that I'm, you'd be so much more valuable to CBC yeah, than if you just I'm, came on as a talent. I'm reminded, like actually speaking of Canada, one of their best journalists, uh, Ariel Halwani, who's the MMA sort of the main journalist in the MMA world. Um, he there was no Ariel Halwani in MMA. So he became that, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you're saying. And now he's hired by all the biggest companies. He's the main journalist in MMA. Uh, he gets all the inside he's, scoops and things. He's like that. avoid. So yeah. that's that's it. Like in, like for example, in Newcastle, the mainstream media. Not that they've supported me at all since starting out. Thanks, thanks for nothing. The Newcastle but, Gazette. Um, but yeah, um, they were they were so tight lipped because of the fact that they are really restricted by the club like you don't get access if you don't play by our rules yeah. that there was a real cry out for a voice where it was just total unfiltered yeah. now accidentally I, I sort of became that person thanks Niall um, cheers Niall um, a total accident but yeah everything you're saying is right if, if there's a void there you fucking make it yourself yeah, make it. yeah. Money or happiness? All right, lads, love the podcast. Geordie, you have some fucked up stories. Cheers, mate. <laughs> anyway, on this, onto the question. It's Thanks. life. I'm just living it. So my girlfriend lives in London, and I live in the land of Chris MD, which is... Um, Guernsey? Is it, is it, no, it's, is Jersey. It, Jersey, yeah. Is it Jersey or Guernsey? Yeah, he's a tax dodger, yeah. basically. <laughs> we'll uh, have him on the show at some point. Well, that's what the D we'll stands for, is dodger. Yeah, major tax dodger. Um... <laughs> he's not really he's that's a, not that's yeah. not true um, um, I'm on decent money over here he says yeah too right mate. who she's isn't, <laughs> who isn't? Uh, but we don't really see each other uh, uh, that often I'm definitely much happier when I go over and see her do you think I should take the hit oh, in God. salary and go over there or stay here and keep making good money keep it up uh, loving what does, you're doing. Does he say how long he's been with her? Just so I've got all the yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, I need some how context. Girlfriend living in London. Let, let's money. assume. No. He, let's assume he's been with her for a little while, and it's it, he's in love with her, and it's it's serious, Big. right? What do you think, Jimmy? If you have a conversation with her, uh, I think you talk about what she wants. Maybe that's not something she even wants. Maybe she mm. likes having a little bit of freedom from you. Mm. So he might he might be putting it in his perspective, but maybe that's something that she enjoys as well. Let's say she wants him to come. Long distance is a long. I it's mean, that's hard. long distance. It's you know, anytime you have know. to take a flight to get to someone, that's long distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if if she wants him to be there and he can, he's always happy when he's around her. Yeah, mm. it's a no brainer. Move to London. Per- pers- yeah. Personally, wow. I well, there's a lot on. of opportunities in London as well, so I don't think he's going to be like bad. The taxes are heavier. Well, yeah, everything's heavy. I mean, you kind of fucking rent a room. I mean, as we found out, like, let's not. We'll we'll get yeah, into yeah, that another yeah, time. Yeah. But um, I kind of did rent a room. You kind of like kind of rent a room. Hour rooms I heard without <laughs> without getting um, harassed, harassed, or kicked out, or police yeah. coming. To- so anyway, all I'm saying is, I think if you're in love with a girl. Life's too short, mate. Fucking go for it, son. Really? I'm patting him on the back saying, get stuck in. Get on, get on the plane. Go and, do you know why? Because if he sits in that job, He'll one day yeah. he might be on his fucking deathbed thinking, he might have plenty of money, he might have had a good job, but he might be thinking, but what if I just fucking had a go with that girl? I wish I'd join that beautiful girl. Maybe she would be here right now. Maybe what kids would be right now. You never know what... I, life's a bit fucking short to just sit there and wonder what's going to happen. So I think go for it. Go to London. Mm. Do no it. man is an island. Go to London, son. I'll see you there for a pint. Con said yourself, and then he all marches off. Yeah, we all. Mm. That's. Is that the emails done? Well, I've got one about a childhood girlfriend, uh, but it's, it is quite a long email, and I also uh, have one about a best friend's girl. Which one would you rather have? Best friend's girl. 
<laughs> it sounds like trouble. <sighs> Keep my name quiet if you could, lads. Yeah, you're cheating. You don't I'm have to 18. tell us afterwards. I want to search yeah. this cunt. I'm 18 and having a gap year. A gap year, right? Oh, he's uh, going travelling, backpacking, riding as much funny as he possibly can. Geez. Oh, I'm going to Australia. I'm going to pick bananas. No, you're not. You're going to shove your banana in them, aren't you? Those Aussie birds. We all know what you're doing on your gap year. My best mate's, ex, my best mate's ex-girlfriend on two year, uh, of two years is at uni locally to me. Oh, fuck. I'm now becoming very good mates with this girl, but I'm not interested in her any more than that because the image of her, uh, image of him in her <laughs> makes me want to chunder. And I don't want to go anywhere near that. Now, I went and met his girl and stayed the night with her. Mm. But as I said, I'm not interested in her like that. Mm. I feel guilty uh, about the whole scenario (laughs) because I've kept the whole thing quiet from my friend. Now she really doesn't want me to tell him about it. And I kind of feel guilty. What the fuck do I do? uh, And why the fuck do I feel guilty? Should I tell him? So they're still together, his mate and this girl? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and he stayed the night? No, ex-girlfriend. So, oh, so he, fuck. He didn't, he didn't hump her, did he? He just said he stayed the night. Well, I guess at this point, even if he did, if they're ex, he, what does it matter? Well, I mean, there's yeah. still a, a code, right? You're emailing the True Geordie, True G Problems. By the way. <laughs> at what, gmail.com. At True G Problems at gmail.com, email... You've probably done something to be guilty about, haven't you? It's that guilt that he's looking... What he's looking for is he's looking for he's, us to go, oh, it's cool, don't worry. Yeah, I'm not going to allow you that. Nah. You're the reverend here, the preacher. He's He wants to come express his sins to you and Judgment you got to clear him day. of his sins. Peace be upon you. I mean, if I think... And also with order, you. Put, put it this way. Lift up your hearts. And put it this way. <laughs> if you told me that you... If anyone, any of my mates told me, oh, I'd uh, stay the night at you... Girlfriends, mm-hmm. uh, ex-girlfriend's house. <laughs> You'd literally be like, the fuck? <laughs> I'll probably just punch them there and then. Why? You know? uh, because you just don't do that, it, do you? Well, it depends if you... Two if, years. If you cared about that girl or not, though. Well, he was with her for two years. He did care about her, didn't he? That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. You I don't know. stay with a girl for two years out of... I'm well, gonna, some lads do out of habit. I'm going with my my theme throughout, which is honest. just be honest. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, just communicate. Honest just put journey. it out there. You never know how people are going to respond until you give them the opportunity to respond. Mm. And I think there are opportunities where there have been times in my life where I kept stuff in. And if I had just been open and communicated how I was feeling... It would have given people the proper time to respond to me in a way that could Such have helped me. Guy. For instance, please stop fucking that girl in the bed next to me. Mm. Well, that would have been. Yeah, I didn't even know what to do at that moment. Like, yeah. do you get up? I, where was I going to go if I wanted to leave? Would the you room? have done that like sleepy uh, sort of? <laughs> Ooh, I've, <laughs> just get in the water. I didn't know what to do. I was stuck there. I, I didn't. I didn't know whether to be I should fair, get up. It, it or, wasn't stuck there for long. So that's true. It wasn't long at all. Six Two pumps and a no, squirt. Six pumps, I think. Six, six pumps and a squirt. I don't know. I, I don't know about any of that stuff. Just I, sure. I wasn't looking, but yeah. That honest. But what you're saying is honesty is the best policy. Even if you're afraid of what that person's going to say. Right. I think sometimes we get worked up in about what that honesty might do. Yeah. And that's why usually the hardest things to do are they're usually the right things to do. And, and mm. I've, I've ducked those conversations before and I haven't been open and it's led to some, some issues for me uh, throughout my life. And, and it's just better to just lay it out there. And then, like in hindsight, now that I'm, I'm older and I've seen some things, in hindsight, it's just, it's just better to... If I just laid it out there and just said what I wanted to say and, and given that person a chance to respond or, or whatever, then, then I think things... Uh, would have been better be uh, in situations, yeah. Fuck. So, so anyway, just put it saying. out there. Just tell your buddy. Just he be might, honest, you dirty little cunt. The, the, yeah, he might. The, your your buddy might just be like, yeah, whatever. 
no big deal. Okay, yeah, thank cool. you. Thank, or thank you for telling me. Yeah, yeah. You know, or he could be like, hey, if you want it, if that's cool that you're with her, here are the five things you might want to watch out for because this mm. bitch is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chlamydia. Because <laughs> no, I'm just going off her. I mean, to be fair, that yeah. I mean, in the first place, if you're not telling them, there's probably a problem there in the first place. But right. True G problems at gmail.com. Get your emails in for next week. I'm going to say big week. I'm going to get mine in for Joe Weller. It's Joe Weller, right? I Who's think coming? so. I yeah. think so. All right, I think cool. it is, yeah. Unless he's... Was it? Wait, wait, was it True G problems at gmail? Mm. True G problem. If, if, I'll, I can help you with anything, mate. Anything you like. Well, I'm going to be random name person. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of those. So the Twitter topic for this week... Bam. ...was, what is your perfect woman? Wow. Uh, lad, any any thoughts, lads? Is, is there a, is there a word that comes to mind? One word where if you're guaranteed to get that from a woman, mm. what would you look for? Love, love. All right, outside of love, All come right, on okay. now, love. Of course, love. Um, Subservient. Um, <laughs> you know. I think it just it's not one word though, is it? It's just. Well, I'm just trying like, to get you going. Right, subservient. Is that sure. two words? It's good yeah. start. <laughs> that's a that's a good start. In it, I love a woman who can take orders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what you tell them? When I'm at Burger King, sometimes. <laughs> I love a woman who can take... When you're at Shake Shack. Yeah. Mm. I love a woman who can take orders. What do you want? And cock. No. Um, I'll have a big tasty meal, please. Uh, yes, but which one? Yeah. Um, no, nothing? Nothing? Any looks-wise? I mean, are you a, a blonde brunette? And I mean, I'm traditionally, not blonde, no. Traditionally, you like brunette? Uh, my my girlfriend looks. This or, isn't about girlfriends. It's about your ideal woman, though. There's and, two different. Uh, and I, that's what I'm saying. Is I think I like I've met that ideal woman. So sweet. You knew what you were going to walk into. This fucking sickening. This. All right. Why is that sickening? And then you've got Jimmy. G- same Jimmy? thing. As <laughs> Jimmy walk into the same big nah, bad trap. My, my beautiful wife for yeah. sure is my wow. ideal woman. I mean, she's smart. She's funny. She is funny. I've she, seen her videos. Yeah, she's very she, funny. She's funny. She's creative. Would you say you're punching? Above my weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And do you feel okay with that? Yes. She's She's got me beaten a lot of different ways, but she makes me feel like that. That It's yeah. not like that. But That's she knows. Pro- yeah, 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 she knows. She knows. There's an equality in that So you <laughs> would be the reachers. We I would guess. be the reachers, whereas you are, are the yes. reached. Yes. You are the mountain that people look to climb. Do you have any? Do you have anything that you must tick in a relationship box for you? Like, was there anything ever, ever anything that you... You thought this abs- she absolutely must have this physical quality in order to attain this is the answer, this Brian's love. love. Physical, <laughs> physical sound, quality? Mm. It makes me sound so shallow, but it's... Huge it's, it's, it's Yep, there it is. Yeah, but Big bum. Big bum. Like a big no ass. No harm done, I like big a, bum. Just something I can... Mm, just Dip get your fingers fucking into. claws into. Yeah. Um, preferably... I mean, if we're talking like ideal, because mm-hmm. we've got on the ideal. You know, right? you know what I mean? Um... I mean, I just like curves in general, really, mm. ideally. Even Drake. You know, uh, <laughs> Drake. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, do you like someone who's a bit sassy? Do you like someone who's going to give it back a little bit? Or do yeah, you want someone that's completely yeah. sort of, oh, yeah, take me here, take me no, there? No, no, I, I like banter. I like a woman who's going to like banter. be you a like, bit... You like Richard Keys, but in female form. <laughs> ba- it was just banter. No, I like a woman who's going to give it back a little bit, like, because I'm a mouthy fucking bastard on yeah, that. So yeah. if a woman can sort of... Give us a bit of grief back. I think you like that. That's good. Yeah, why wow. not? Bit of personality, bit of sass. Got to be bold. You got to be. You, gotta you be bad. say that, but if it's too much, I bet you wouldn't like that. Mm, there's a fucking fine line. Right, that's what I mean. Between so, a, I think, a, a I think, sassy girl and a moany cunt. I think. I think you're right. 
I, I think your ideal woman is somebody that knows exactly when to give you the banter and when to just listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, that's what I think for you. Jimmy knows me so well. Jimmy, yeah. he could be like my sort of buffer between... Be a guru. I could be your life coach if you want. You want to be a life coach? Um, that, is actually, that is actually quite a good thing. Is you, got to be, you do actually have like a new business now, don't you? You are like a, I do. You're not a life coach, but you're like a media thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I started a new company called Radical Creative Group, and I have Castro 1021. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, because you're looking after like, I'm managing, YouTube guys. I'm managing him right now, oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. And Castro's a great lad. Awesome, Shout awesome. Doing amazing things for charity. He's Shout great. out to Castro. He's got but, such a big heart. Back to my ideal woman. Yeah, oh, right, okay, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I it. like Castro, but I like my ideal woman more. I've never this, met her. I'll have her. Maybe I have. This but is essentially a dating ad for him. Uh, so, do you yeah, like a sense of humour? Curves. Definite. Got to have banter. A sense gotta of humour. Give it, take it a little bit, but also know when to just calm down. Just Tone it down a little just, bit. Yeah. You know? You know what I mean? Just, yeah. you know. Stop now. All right, that's yeah. it. You've had your say. I feel like yeah, a woman would be on here going, yeah, that, that person doesn't exist. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, they so, probably do. Why so would what, they not exist? That's why well, it's I'm just saying, I mean, like, you're asking for something that isn't real because mm. you're at... You're, you're, All those things that a woman have, no, she would I think, I think a woman can have that, but she's also going to have her own needs and desires yeah. that she needs from you. And I think that's where it gets a little... And that's where it's niche. It really is well, like it's Lego, isn't it? And sometimes you fit together with a person and sometimes you just... Sometimes just it's like connects and Lego. You just jamming them together. Different games. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, I don't like playing games. So that's another, like, with I you, like... very often it's like Duplo and a piece of Lego. <laughs> oh, it's like just this enlarged piece of Lego that's just trying to fucking fit that Lego in it, and it just won't. And you're like, just fit, and it just doesn't. Oh, oh my god. Some people. All right. I like. I like honesty. Mm-hmm. I like. I am trustworthy. I like um, funny. And someone who can give it and take a little bit of crack and that, you know, um, and curves, and <laughs> yeah, curves all these all the, these really nice things and curves. Curves, as long as you got curves. the goddamn curves, yeah. No, but like that, that's important. Mm-hmm. Really, really, no, I'm not too fussed. I like, um, you know, anything, whatever you can get. No, I'm not that shallow in that respect. Just cur- as long as they've got curves, I'm <laughs> not happy. that shallow. shallow. I just think you're all equal opportunity. Yeah, You're a woman lover. I, uh, you like diversity in your game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to whatever is coming at us. You know, it's got to mm. be. <laughs> coming at us. It's coming at me. Oh, yeah. Usually, I'm coming at them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Little Japanese. Oh my god. So yeah, forearms. That's sort of what I like. You know, <laughs> Popeye forearms. Bit, Popeye bit forearms of, is like bit of sass and a, and a bit of ass. Wow. Yeah. All nearest offer. Get in touch with uh, the number below. You you know the comments, you know the links. True, true G, G problems. problems. Gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah, because that is what you will be getting into. A massive amount of true G problems. Okay? <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Now, right, I'm, I'm trying to finish us on a positive note. Right, You've got, you do have a new business and you are managing people and you are, you're yeah. sort of getting out in there in the world. I'm, I'm just trying to put things in place to be able to create projects that I want to create. Uh, as you guys are doing with the podcast, you have an idea... Okay, who do we go pitch that to? How do we do it together? How do I bring people in that I want to work with mm. and go from there? And I, I feel like I've created this 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 business, not not only to manage like that. That was kind of a welcome. Okay, great. Yeah, I can I can help you out. I can be somebody that can help advise you in different situations because he's got a wonderful girlfriend named Peta that does a lot of that as well. And mm-hmm. but I can come Great in charity. and just and help assist in any way that they need me to help. And then on top of that, is there if we have some brands, we have some ideas, and I have someone who might not have as much reach, let's mm-hmm. say, as I do. Well, can they they come to me with an idea and I can go help them 
get that made. Mm. And I'm not looking for a, a cut. Yeah. yeah, I'm not looking for a cut. I'm just looking I'm to sold to yeah. help kind I mean, of build this collaborative where we can start to Andy work together. Andy doesn't want a cut. Yeah, I'll tell you. What. I mean, I mean, I, I all do. I would want from like I'll say from a cut perspective is just yeah. what what would be fair a for reasonable time. time. Reasonable time. Fifty <laughs> percent. No, it wouldn't be anything like that. But I can help if people already have an idea. Can we help add layers to it to make okay. it even bigger and better? Can uh-huh. can we maybe bring a brand in to help offset some of the budget that they're trying to get and, and just do make positive content that people want to watch well, from and be a part the, of. From day one, Jimmy, I can honestly say I've looked up there. Oh man, that means a lot. Are we gonna tear up here? Literally six foot five. Well, he's, you know, um, he's just—he gave me help when I needed it at the absolute most. Mm. And if there's something I don't forget on YouTube, it's people who've helped us. You've helped us, Lawrence. Yep. You helped us. Spencer helped us. So. That's it. I just have to say thanks to everyone. Thanks to the lot of you. Otherwise, you'd be going around on a little mobility scooter, no. 50 stone. No. Well, <laughs> just, I, I can't I tell you how, how proud I am of all the success that you've had. Yeah, onwards sure. and upwards. And you, mate. And you. Hopefully more things together in the yeah. future. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for well. having me. Appreciate it, Jimmy. You're an absolute legend, mate. Oh, and, um, it's too kind. People can check you out. Let people know your own YouTube channel, mate. Yeah, youtube.com uh, backslash the Jimmy Conrad. And then on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Jimmy Conrad. And then Snapchat, I, oh, yeah. I flip up Different. my initials. So oh, he it's, loves it's Jimmy Conrad. Simmy Johnrad. C I M M Y J O N R A D. Check him out. Thanks check for watching, everyone. Don't forget to hit that like button. Stay subscribed on YouTube and iTunes. And we'll see us later. Who's the hot super blog that's a switch machine to all the folk? You're so right. Hey there, guys. Want to switch your current account? Let me tell you about Switch. The Switch guarantee means all your payments move automatically. Switching current accounts has never been easier. Over 3 million people have moved banks with the Current Account Switch service. Visit currentaccountswitch.co.uk.